0: Welcome to Space Brains, the show where we joy watch sci-fi movies and then talk about what was good and what was great. I'm sorry, and this is Mark. Hiya. Tonight we're talking about Infinity. It's a twenty
1: fifteen Australian science fiction again, sorry, which I, know, really... I could
0: tell because all the actors are from home and away and neighbours.
1: Brilliant. We always yeah. well. When you think about it, that's such good stomping ground for an actor, isn't it? Well, like such good practice.
0: Being a, a soapy, there's so many characters involved, big but, parts. So yeah, there's lots but you know, you're dealing with
1: directors and writers and camera crew and all this kind of stuff, and I, they pump out a lot of content really quickly. Uh, Infinity is directed by Shane Abess. That's and, my guess. <laughs> I, think, I think you pronounce it Shane. Shane.
0: <laughs> Shane. That's an, that's an Australian name. That's an Australian, yeah.
1: So get... Shane Abess has directed this. He also has written and directed a couple other feature films. There's another science fiction after this one that he's done in 2016. Uh, so that might be something that we need to check out in a future episode because this film kind of blew me away and we'll get to I, it very I, this certain... film was
0: was so good on many levels. I yeah. loved it.
1: Lots of levels, really deep, made you think, uh, great science fiction. We'll get into that in a minute. He also wrote it along with another fellow called Brian Kashar, <laughs> as my pronunciation always goes Kashara, Kashara, cash- ka- Kashia, Kachia, Kachia. Anyway, it's not uh, Japanese, so sorry, can't Brian. perfectly pronounce it. Brian,
0: if you're listening, get in touch. Please do. Tell us about your last name. Tell us. Have we. St- pronounce Brian correctly, I hope we have.
1: Brain, maybe, brain, like space brain. (laughs) Brian. Anyway, Shane and Brian nutted out this story, and it's brilliant, it's a great script, and uh, Shane got behind the realms of directing it. Um, Basically, just as a little brief synopsis, is that it is set in the 23rd century, and they're sending an elite search and rescue team uh, into an off-world mining facility to rescue... A character called Wit Carmichael, the lone survivor of a biological outbreak in this station in the furthest parts of our galaxy that has had a really bad history to it, I think. Well, yeah,
0: but wait, first, warning, warning. Yeah, that's just the synopsis. You can this read is that a spoiler. on IMDb. <laughs> this is a spoiler warning. From this point forward, we're going to be talking about everything. So turn back now. Watch the film, even Definitely if you've seen watch it, it, watch it again. Yeah, It's worth it. Total. And then tune back in and hear how we thought our brains in space about this. <laughs> wow. Wow, you are talking very good there. <laughs> my My talk not good so much today.
1: No, you're having a moment, aren't you? We've got to push that brain back into its cavity There's that big blue space. pulsing thing. That's, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's messy.
1: Yeah. It doesn't fit into a normal human skull, so it's really difficult at times. It oozes out. Like our, in this film, there's a lot of ooze in this our, film. Our
0: hosts sometimes suffer.
1: Yes. So what was your number one takeaway, Sorry, from Infinity 2015?
0: My number one takeaway is that when you're in the future and you've got the opportunity, for example, to do a search and rescue to a far-flung uh, colony... Or experimental spacecraft, or mining place.
1: You should never do it.
0: That you've lost contact with. <laughs> don't, don't. Because you will get torn to pieces. You'll go insane. You'll be eaten. All of those things. Mm. And as, you know, I'm thinking Event Horizon, yeah. Aliens. I'm thinking uh, this movie here, Infini. Mm. Uh, none of those. None of those search and rescue teams fare as well as perhaps they might.
1: No, and it, it, I mean it's a little bit similar to I think even Predator, you know, the idea of like going into a place where you know there's just some nasty thing. Well, you know, also and this is other a, people have gone ahead of you and they haven't come back.
0: Well, it's got a very similar situation here. In Predator, their primary objective was to find out what happened to the previous team, yeah. and rescue uh, the senator or ambassador who it yeah. was kidnapped. Yeah, and they did in that first twenty minutes. Yeah. And in this one here, the primary thing was to stop this payload yep. from reaching Earth. Finished in the first, easily in the first half of the film. Yeah. Before yeah, you're yeah. like, and okay, well that's done with. Yeah, the go back quick. <laughs> yeah, get out of there, go scoot.
1: <laughs> so, and we'll get into the details of like why they can't scoot so quickly because that's what that was another feature I liked in this film. Mm. Uh, definitely that they raised those stakes, you know, quite drastically. You know, in the in terms of like, well, because of the time difference, it's not that easy to get back, and you know. No, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Great raising of the stakes.
0: So, is this a hope, warning, or an experiment?
1: I think it's definitely a warning because of what we basically said, that if you're off in the furthest part of our galaxy and previous missions have gone there and they haven't come back, you should not go. And also, it tends to be... You know, don't we have this warning as humans a lot of the time? It, it goes beyond science fiction. It's also in horror and drama films sometimes, or stories where it's like, you know, like we have. Ex- it, it's dangerous to just go right to the edge, isn't it? It's mm. always just a little bit. Especially, like you can go before the edge is okay, but you get all the way to that edge, like the furthest bit, and you've gone too far. You're, and you're especially up
0: when it's. Motivated by a bit of greed. Yeah. Because they were mining this uh, fuel source, like it's mm. an, an astonishing fuel source. Yep. The whole planet was basically made of this fuel source, which is unique to this planet. And you go, well... Yeah. Highly combustible. And thus, thus <laughs> they've been driven to go there, yeah. out in the edge, dangerous place. Yes. Where we clearly figure that people shouldn't go. Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess that's always the warning like isn't it? Like we do that currently on earth. Like our mining companies will mine and mine and mine something until it's exhausted and even though maybe it's like not good for the environment, you know. So we kind of like as humans we can't, we find it hard to stop ourselves from going further down that hole, don't we, and like getting ourselves into trouble. And, and even addictions are the same. Like people will go right down to an addiction that might even kill them even though all the warning signs are there.
0: And even before they start, they're told, you know what, heroin, <laughs> not a good choice. No, you're
1: going to be addicted. You're going to be lying in the gutter or selling your body. For- and look, you
0: can do that same thing with far more legal drugs too. You, you can. Know, like, much easier.
1: So I do feel it's a major warning, like, again, very sim- similar to Alien in that way of, you know, oh, if we're going to go dig up this uh, great source of energy, uh, but hang on, it's, you know, it's too good to be true. There's danger involved. And you can imagine, like, it's, it seemed like the story, the past of this place, Infinity, was a bit grey, what they told us in the film, a little bit like Alien, mm. where we don't get all the bits. But it's almost like they they kind of obviously discovered it and then they set up a mining post and the mining post went crazy and they locked it down. and then the, But then they're like sent other teams back to kind of double-check on it, I suppose, and those teams have gone a while again. But the company or the government or whatever it is back on Earth kind of keeps going, eh, just send another team. Yeah, Maybe this one will work.
0: Well, see, I do, though, think that there was that hope. So Because I was wondering, when I was watching this movie, it seems a bit warning, like you said, you're going into places that you should leave alone. That's a classic science fiction warning movie is where... You're, you're pushing the boundaries and...
1: Pushing the boundaries of science, Pushing
0: yeah. Pushing the boundaries will lead to disaster. Mm. You know, stay where it's a bit safer, which is always... Sometimes you get hope where they're pushing the boundaries like interstellar. Yeah. Pushing the boundaries in order to save everyone, which is great. Yeah. And I think in this one, we've got a bit of hope there, um, and I, I think you'll probably agree on this one, is that the aliens, this alien force that they meet, mm. does... Grow, it learns, and the, the you know people... And again, we've done our spoiler warning here. Yeah. The people do come back. Like, after this horror that yeah. they endure, the aliens almost, like, apologize. Yeah. And say, hey, you know what? We have kind of figured out something nice here. Yeah. And so it gives you that hope to see that humanity... First of all, humanity's not the only one who has its problems. But if these primordial... Alien slime can develop a bit of humanity, dare I say? <laughs> yeah. Then surely humans can. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, I'm going to talk more about some of that symbology and and
1: yeah. Well, and I, I do think like there were, and I did write that here. Like I've written down, there's a s- small slice of hope because of how it does end that the aliens so for 95% of the film they're exploring the bad side of humans the the top of the predator the top of the food chain idea but then the ending basically is kind of saying well humanity does have this nice side to it you know mm. and you could you could instead of like fully embracing all those negatives that we do of killing each other and violence and all that that in fact there is a good side to us, you know, and there there is the love inside, and there is the care inside, and there is the motivation side and the inspiring side that and the aliens kind of realise that at the end, don't they? That, yeah, that organism does it if they can if they can evolve so quickly into any kind of feature. Well, they could choose the better side versus the evil yeah, side. And, yeah, and that
0: I think was the theme <clears throat> stated the whole, was that yeah. what is life? What is life? Life yeah. is the choice. Yeah, you, yeah, you get to you have some sort of a choice and. And that was brought up a couple of times and and i I really liked that, and that's one of the things I really liked about this film here was that it, yeah, you can have just pure horror or action science fiction. This one, I think, explored the bounds of a bit of action, a bit of horror, but it also went to a more classic, pure science fiction mm. of let's let's explore a topic and a subject. And get a bit philosophical, but not too deep into it. Mm. And we'll raise some questions. We'll kind of answer a little bit, and we'll move on. It it really is that um, that science fiction that that I really like, where yeah. where you've got the the shooty fighty, and then you've got the suspenseful horror and and this unknown m- mystery. But then you've also got the, a deeper question about humanity mm. uh, itself. And yeah. And yes. that's so many great science fiction combine those elements well. Yes. Like, and I mean, even uh, 2001 sort of had this tension and uh, conflict with Hal, which uh, I think before I watched that film, I thought that's what the film was about. Yeah. But there's those deeper questions about our interactions and so forth. And yeah. this film... This film delivers on that. And The yeah, Matrix yeah. is another great one where yeah, it's, yeah. you can look at it just as a a, a shooty, bangy, whiz-bang, pow-pow, yeah, cool pow. And, it's, and it's awesome. And it's, but yeah, it great. also explores this concept of free will and perception yeah, yeah. and what is reality and so forth. Uh, so, yeah, a fantastic movie for yes. that. Yeah,
1: definitely that theme of questioning what is life, I think, that this film does. What was your favourite scene? Sorry. Uh,
0: my favourite scene was towards the end when... Uh, Carmichael and that other dude whose name escapes me. Huntington? Um, yeah, they they're sort of having that discussion. You know, he he walks up and puts a gun to his head and Yeah, like, Huntington. And, yeah. Th- and there was like that really weird editing where he's chopping yeah. and now they're, they're one moment sitting next to each other. I liked repeating. that editing. It it really felt like I'm pretty sure I at uni I've had those same Evenings, no guns or violence, but the same sort of thing where you sort of say, yeah, we should get mcdonald 's, yeah, no, I don 't want Mcdonald's, yeah, we should no sorry
1: mcdonald 's,
0: and then <laughs> and then you, you that sort of stops it and then you just have like a a, a moment a total violence. what do you call it um uh, disconnect yeah where you 're suddenly up and you're talking about something entirely different, and then suddenly you 're somewhere else in the house sitting down, we should get mcdonald 's no, you know like <laughs> and and your memories of the evening it 's that same sort of chopped like you 're going from oh, I'm really focused on this one thing and one person is a disagreement. Suddenly, yeah, you, you're laughing it up and doing something else and then you're in, investigating what's underneath the house brick, you know, like you found in the backyard and, you know. Sounds like you are on heroin there, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I suspect you do more sleeping when you're on heroin. But yeah, I, I love the way that that got across that whole feeling of these two characters really struggling to be, you know, sober and yeah. sensible. But, and then this is why it reminds me of some of my union. Yeah, it's like I you're agree really that. trying to keep it together and and have a reasonable discussion, but there's you're sidetracking and that's and it's up and down and <laughs> suddenly you're back to what you're, you're repeating. You were talking about 20 at, minutes ago. Ad item 20 yeah. minutes ago. But then that then is the same later on where those two characters are having the fight. Yes. And it's the same thing where one of them is totally pounding the other one and chucking them about the place and the and then the roles suddenly swap, and the other person's just a ragdoll being beaten. <laughs> and then, like, there's it's these hard little cuts between flash. I just the the whole feeling I got from those two that extended scene, if you like, mm. was this it's really it really strongly portrayed this slip and being lost, disconnected from humanity, and uh, swinging through all the exploration this alien goo was doing. And, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoy that. There's a couple of other films, parts of life, but if you're talking about that, that was my favourite one. That's the bit that really stands out to me. I was like, that's just so cool the way yeah. that, that was just really well done.
1: Yeah, I loved that editing as well. I loved how that, that was done a few times throughout the film as well, that real choppy editing. So it's... Mm. You know, they were moving the, you know, with, within their location. They went from, you know, like you and I are sitting and then like one standing and then one, you know, swapping screens. So very disorienting, disorientating, mm. sorry, as an audience member. But that, that's the whole point is di- they're, they're disorientated. Well, that's it? Cause, you know, like they don't, they're trying to, as you said, hold it together like you are when you're drunk and you're trying to, Pull yourself into the nightclub.
0: Past try, the bouncer. Trying to
1: get past the bouncer all of a sudden, hey, uh, let's talk about science fiction. <laughs> Never gets you in actually. But uh the you know, like it's very they're in, they're fighting this kind of thing that's overtaking their brain and uh the filmmaker obviously tried to give the mm. audience that effect of like what, what that would be like. And yeah, time is distorted and and the and the it, world you're in is distorted, everything really, changes and even really the people happened, you're with, you
0: know. Uh, when Carmichael makes that jump, and yep. he catches on, he slips and falls. Yeah. And you're like, there's no way he survived that. No. And so then I was thinking, from this point forward, is he just dead? Yeah. And then it introduced the idea that maybe he was taken over. It's like, yeah. But it all culminated with that weird conversation with that fellow. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yes. So and what was one sci-fi part that you liked in this film?
1: I like this idea of slipstreaming. So, in the this film, has some opening text that explains slipstreaming as the way that they are transported across the galaxy uh, rapidly, and so changing organic form into data, and then sending it somewhere. And obviously, it like re. What's the word? Re- comes back together. <laughs> Rematerializes? <laughs> yes, that's the yes. word. Uh, I don't know enough about Star Trek. I'm not sure if this is what Scotty was doing to everyone all the time because I'm not a huge Star Trek person, but this idea of like, you know, beam, beam me up, Scotty. But I maybe it's similar to that, and I might get really uh, pounded on social media about my interpretation of that. But slipstreaming, I like I liked this idea. I really, mm. you know, you and I have seen stuff. We've seen a lot of science fiction, and, I, and even previously we've seen like You know, it's like about traveling the speed of light and going through black holes and doing... And there's like this idea of changing us into data, which is very much what we're into with mobile phones at the moment and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and all, you know, like... So it's kind of like, yeah, what if you could change a human into data and then just boom, beam it across the universe? Um, It's sort of a totally different way. Uh, and I really liked that. And I also liked then the exploration, exploration of that... Where, you know, like we even very rapidly at the start of the film, those soldiers go off. And, of course, because they're beamed off and there is a time difference, you know, they, they're only off Earth for a few seconds and they come back a bit like Interstellar. There's been a time lag. So mm. wherever they've gone has been hours and then they've come back, but it's only a few seconds. And yet they've like been in a battle. You know, and you, I, that just to me really ignites my imagination. Like, I really love that idea and I like that type of science. You
0: fiction. know, I I really love the effect they use for that as well where the person kind of wobbles and fits and then yeah, squilches in on themselves. Like, yeah. like it didn't look like a comfortable... Or was, no. Like, you, you mentioned Star Trek, but that was always been Yeah. Meow, yeah. <laughs> and this nice little calming yeah. beam and they just kind of vaporize. Yeah. This looked like... Looked like, like, yeah. The and, old werewolf transformations, you know, where <laughs> yeah. they'd be like, Arr! and then you hear the <laughs> cracking sounds, as things stretch out. Yeah. And as I said, this is the equivalent to um, teleportation for that. Yes. It's funny, you said at the start of the film they had the script. As soon as I saw text come up on the start, I actually covered it over with my hands because I was watching my phone. Right. So I think like, I like, I do not like explanatory explanatory text at the start of films. I'm not a
1: fan of it either.
0: So I thought I'm going to see because I haven't done this before. Mm. I'm going to see if I you know I'll cover that text up. Yeah. Interesting. Wait for it to finish, and then just start watching the film and see yep. if I miss out or have any trouble. And then at the end of the film, I went back and read it. Yep. And as it turns out, I'm not entirely sure why they even wrote it in there. Yeah, because it didn't it,
1: really need to be there.
0: Because normally that text is things like, you know, in the 20th... Well, I suppose the first bit said, you know, the most dangerous job. And you're like, well, that's the same as today, right? Yeah. Like, you go work on an oil rig, it's pretty dangerous. Yes. You also get paid very well. Yeah, whatever. But But it was interesting that, yeah, watching the film, they use the term slipstreaming. I hadn't read it until yeah. afterwards. Um, it didn't take away from it at all. I was no, uh, I was happy. In fact, I was really... Please, when I saw the the West Coast team being sent off, you know they're watching, and they said, "Yep, you're off," and they just sort of stand there giving them a briefing. And I was expecting, "Yep, they're going to turn around and march out." And then nope, they, they sort of wobbled and crushed in on themselves and disappeared. I yeah. went, "Ooh, oh know that's pretty cool." Yeah, yeah. Like no one's reacting like, oh that's weird." Like yeah. so that must be what they do. Yep. And then yeah, moments later they come back in. I said, "Are these the same people or is these?" Different, and they're all screaming and carrying on like, yeah. "Okay, this is really exciting." Yeah, yeah, it was. So in fact, yeah, I think.
1: But I, I agree with you. Like, I mean, the opening text, and I, I wrote it down. It's like 23rd century. I don't think we really needed to. Probably, we we didn't really even need to know that, you know. And the and the and the slipstreaming thing. I mean, it's again, even then they say in the text, slipstreaming is what it is. Like, it's a way of sending data across the universe from an organic source and reassembling it. But then also, oh, it's a bit dangerous. Like, it is dangerous. Like, you're just saying, like, mm. working on it. It's like, well, in that opening, in that scene, you see how dangerous it is. Like, because in the opening scene, they're kind of all disorientated. Yeah. You know, so, I, I, again, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of that text. It would be great to know if the director wanted that at the start because sometimes I, I, reckon, I have heard that that comes back as feedback. I you reckon, know, like, sometimes people watch it and people go, that. what sleep
0: streaming." I don't know what's the truth. Yeah. Like, and then
1: they go, or just write it at the start. Like, write okay. a definition. I, know, like, I reckon it was
0: feedback. There's, like, some audience <laughs> members are going, like, what what, what happened to them?
1: They said, yeah. yeah. Are they the same crushed? people? Who are I, they? What, Why are they doing that? How did they, they do reacting? that? Like, yeah. How, do they, how does that work, you know? So, and you see
0: the director writing going, it's not a terribly important part of the film. No. Like, it's just a convenient mechanism for getting them to a far-flung yeah. pace. Yeah. And leaving them there for what seems to be a fairly long time Mm. and bringing them back and not a long time. Like, it's a a really helpful and useful story element. But it has no bearing. Like, they could have done the same as in Aliens where they're in sleep. Yep, you'll be in sleep for, well, I guess the the baby pregnant. they couldn't say, you're in sleep for nine months. He said, well, my baby will be born by then. But they could have said, you'll be asleep. It's going to take you two weeks of hyper-travel. Yeah. And you'll be asleep. And... They could have done that and you go, yeah. like, well, I'll, I'll be back before your next ultrasound type of thing. Yeah. But this was just more convenient. Yeah. And cooler. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think it was, a, it was a bit more of a vision of how it could go. Yes. It's a bit like Altered Carbon, if you've ever I read that or seen it. That. No. that That there, they do needle casting, same deal. They, but they, they only digitize your, your the contents of your brain, as in your, all your memories and thoughts from birth get stored to a computer. Mm-hmm. That's embedded in you, and then they transmit that to clone bodies that you then inhabit. Right. But same deal. Yeah. yeah same deal. As you, you're sending people that way.
2: Yeah.
1: So what about, have you been up to anything science fiction related with your own staff or any other creative projects that's going on right now? Sorry.
0: The most science fiction thing I've been doing is trying to put together a, a computer. I'm, I'm designing my ultimate computer, which mm-hmm. will be for... Uh, video editing, game playing, game writing, writing, nice. uh, audio recording, and so yeah. forth. Uh, slipstreaming. Slip, well, almost there. I'm going to wait for the next generation of CPU, and then I'll be slipstreaming. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Yeah. That. Otherwise, I've I've been so bogged down renovating this house for sale. Yeah. That very little has been going ahead there, but you know, this the, the brain is still churning, and we'll see what happens in the next yeah, couple of weeks. Definitely. Cool. Uh, how about you, Mark? You've been uh, nude painting or nude painting, <laughs> dancing under the moon or something? Yes,
1: definitely. I don't I mean, know what that reference is, but I'm going to say yes. Werewolf time out there injecting werewolf blood under the full moon.
0: Werewolf blood. Is, this is how you, <laughs> that's what you call beer and yeah. injecting is in your mouth. Yes, yeah, something like that's that. That's okay.
1: But no, just uh, working on a couple of different crowd. I've talked about I'm doing this documentary so I'm, I'm plotting away on that on the planning i myself are renovating my little office space so I've yeah gotten into the paint rolls and that which is not science fiction related be good to slipstream to the point that that's all done <laughs> where do you want to slipstream to to two days time where i've already painted a room yeah
0: can we get some time dilation <laughs> where i spend 10 seconds somewhere and it's like two days here yeah yeah, you're the one who's doing the painting though, so... Yeah, so i will still help. come back and wouldn't be painted. <laughs> yeah, <still> not done.
1: <laughs> damn it! You how did... do I get someone to paint it? You've got to pay them. Oh. And you just skip damn from it. Friday to Monday <laughs> yeah. and you lost <laughs> your weekend. I lost my weekend. Ah. Ah,
0: damn you. The wrong way around. Yeah. Oh, how good would that be? They do the other way. Like, you just give yeah, it like 10 just... minutes and it's like uh, a day.
1: Your, your working day is done. You're paying yeah, for your, your, your lunch
0: break. You just go yep. go slipstream past a black hole, <laughs> hang out there for you know, like a, a couple of days. Do whatever you want to do. Wouldn't,
1: wouldn't that be then like years have gone by?
0: Slipstream back, and it's yeah, been a couple of hours. Maybe it yeah, is your lunchtime. time.
1: <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm just also thinking about where space brains should move to next year, sorry. And I don't mean physically, but I'm thinking that. I was going to say, should... because I'm building a house. No, yeah, I don't so... mean that. I mean, uh we should be pushing ahead with, I reckon, some sort of science fiction festival thing. So I reckon we need to, yeah, put some roots into that idea.
0: I think so too. It's so... bubbling. It's bubbling in my so mind. So I think so... definitely an event. Yeah. An event is on the cards of some description, mm. which seems funny to be... in this day and age. we talk it about does, events. yeah. But... It's, it could be a virtual event.
1: It could be virtual, but, yeah, I, I think we can make something happen. So, anyway, that's just my, my, my brain kind of keeps coming back to that. So, I think we need to nail down some details. And, and, yeah, I think this might be the time. 2021 might be the year that we do that. Year of the yeah. space brain. Year of the space brain. Absolutely. So, let's get into talking a bit more of the details. Uh, we had Infini directed by uh, Shane.
0: Shane, eh?
1: <laughs> Shaney. And uh, Brian also chipped in with some rice, some words. Brian so Brian, also, and, Brian and Shane was... got together and wrote Brando. some words on a page, and Shane directed them. So we're making uh, the Aussie language of names that we do, do
0: in Australia. Oh, look, we've got it easy on this one because we're talking about Australian, uh, and we're talking predominantly White yeah. Australian, but not all of them. No, not all of them. We've we've got the we've got the less commonly known Hemsworth. Yeah. Uh, the younger brother
1: Luke. Luke, which I'm I I, I thought I saw a couple of thing a couple of a, a joke about him a couple of years ago that. He's not an actor, but then when I looked him up, he's actually acted in quite a bit of stuff. Oh, so, I mean, he's
0: all over the shop, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But the, I'm sure I saw this parody of him not really being an actor, like being in their shadow and being a real estate agent or something. But it, maybe that was the, the actual joke of it all, when I did, just went
0: over my head. Did you, well, you can imagine though <laughs> that the Hemsworth brothers reunion—you've you've got yeah, Chris obviously going, you know, that world's greatest bra- you know, uh, but. By- the the world's most funded film, fund making film, what's that called? <laughs> that record breaking blockbuster ah, Thor. series. Yeah, yeah, I was in that. And the Liam goes, uh, I had a cameo in The Good Place. Yes. <laughs> and Luke says, uh, Or Done Neighbors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, he did Infinity as well. He did Infinity, yeah. And he's done with, a couple of other movies one recently. with Daniel so. McPherson?
1: Daniel has been quite successful over the years and terms yeah, He was of really neighbors. good in this, I think. He yeah, and I, think, I was just I going to say, like, he comes from the soap. They all kind of – most of these guys have had a bit of a stint, like we said at the start tonight, of uh, at, at Home and Away or Neighbours, the big soapies here in Australia. Um, Daniel had a big long-standing character, in Neighbours, for many years. I know he's also been the host on – is it Dancing with the Stars or something like that, I think – um, and so he's, he's a, and he, and he did have a bit of a period of time there in the U S doing a, I think a couple of movies and a TV series, but he's actually really outstanding in this, I think. Oh, like, yeah, he really absolutely. shows his acting chops. Um, and, uh, yeah, it comes up Trump's. So yeah, we've got a bit of a, you know, um. Not I was going to say... Oh, jeez, I'm really finding my words a bit hard tonight. Sorry, I I don't know what it but is. I've infected you with my... You have. Your word word talking has gotten into my brain. My space brain is oozing on the floor. Maybe we are being overtaken by this alien. God, I hope so. We'll be smarter by the end of the episode (laughs) if it overtakes us. But um, this is a little bit like Occupation, as in there's a good variety of characters and they've all kind of got their own journey going on. So it's not just... You know the one character, so to speak. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch of great Aussie actors. You got uh,
0: Grace Huang. She's she's uh, Taiwanese of Chinese descent. Yep, she plays Australian Claire, actress. The medic, medic, medic. <laughs> yeah. I did like that.
1: I did like what you were saying, that disorientation. Like, even when they're fighting, Huntington like, turns
0: around, my <laughs> Yeah, and it's just, like, it's, it is just like a night out, you know. Night you just, out with the fellas. Suddenly someone remembers a, a previous sort of in-joke you had. Joke that just happened
1: three hours ago.
0: <laughs> carries on about, yeah. Luke Hemsworth, Luke Ford. Yeah. Chester Huntington.
1: Yeah. What a so, name. <laughs> Huntington. They've got good names in this, actually. I don't know if there's some, because you've got Carmichael, Greenwich, Kent, and Huntington.
0: Uh, I didn't think of that, but they yeah. are all, uh, anyway.
1: Yeah. So, like we mentioned before, let's get stuck into a bit of what actually happens in infinity. The opening image, we have that text that you blanked out. Well, I will let you know what it says. It said, by the end of the 23rd century, 95% of the world is on or below the poverty line. It's an interesting take, isn't it? As a result of this, I'm many not, I'm not sure take possible. dangerous jobs in interplanetary mining, military or space explorations. I'm like, well, isn't this what we all do now anyway for money?
0: I take dangerous jobs programming. I right, this is
1: just what we all do. We just all take jobs to to get the money. That's what I do. Hence why I'm doing space brains. We're getting paid at some point, aren't we?
0: Uh, did I say that at some
1: point? Um, and also this idea of slipstreaming that they can turn, it's the way that we get off earth and we go to these outer, um, sources that they can turn organic matter into data and transmit it. And the other, th- the other piece of information they gave us there, sorry, was an apex system, which is fused to their central nervous system. That thing yeah, that's kind that of bolted really didn't, into didn't,
0: uh, play much of a part in that. No,
1: I don't think it did, did it? Um, and and on top of that, they do say that the slipstreaming is dangerous, and there's because there's a high fatality rate, um, and it's a bit controversial. So not everyone on earth is kind of like, yeah, we should be doing this. So we come in, and there's a group of like sweating, disorientated people, and there's all these voices and scientists that are kind of like up in their grill oh, questioning them, I and it's really that,
0: intense. I found that disorienting because like the questioning was like,
1: Look at me, look at you, calm down, calm in. <laughs> calm down, but, but the, the look at me, sorry. But the sorry, pictures me, of all sorry. the people
0: were they, they were just kind of sitting there. Yeah. I was like, Are we hearing this voice, the sound from some future mm. point? And we were seeing the images of an earlier point. Like, I don't... But I have a feeling they're purposely getting up in the... Like, by the time I got to the end and I saw that scene essentially repeated... Yeah, yeah it is. I went, oh, okay. It. I think they're purposely stressing them and really yeah. pushing for response because they've got to identify as quickly as possible. If they're if they're that, If they're, you know, properly conscious and, and yeah. who they are and all the rest of it and put them under heavy stress and pushing for it, will either break them because they are mentally lost it or something, or physically lost it. And yeah.
1: I, I think as well that it was supposed to emphasise where they've just come from, you know, like... And we'll talk about it a bit later in the plot, but it's not 100% clear whether they remember what happened to them or if it's like maybe a blurry memory or if no. it, they they realise something happened to them, definitely. but so So that intensity of that scene is kind of dramatized by the fact that then you've got these people yelling at you. Kind of like if you've ever, I mean, I was in a car crash when I was 19 and like you then have the people that are not in the car crash, they start offering you advice and giving, telling you stuff. So, and it's it's very disorientating wow. because you yourself are in this sort of shock. And so then you're like, oh, yeah, oh, I'll do this. And, I, I'll, I'll you know, they tell you to do something and you're kind of like, oh, yeah. You know, like you don't, you're not necessarily responsive the way that you normally are, you know.
0: And I also loved the symmetry of showing this again at the end because obviously all of these people die, Mm. which we have said was spoiler. (laughs) As soon as you say something like that, you kind of go, oh, I hope i warned everyone. We did. You've been warned, okay? So, yeah, it's like they've all died. And you see this at the start and, okay, it doesn't mean much of that. No, it doesn't Except, okay, something's happened. But then as the movie goes on and they're getting more and more danger, I was starting to cast my mind back to that and going, what what was that opening scene yeah, yeah. then? And then they said, oh, it could replicate anyone. Like uh, it could replicate any biological, even a full person. Yeah, I suppose. And I'm suddenly, are they all aliens yeah, going yeah. back? Or, you know, oh. so it was a really good thing to throw that at the start. That meant that your mind started thinking about these things. Yeah, started doubting. Later Ooh, on, Yeah, which was really very good.
1: So we cut from that to there's
0: a young shave man.
1: He's kind of bent over. Um, this is wit, um, and he's the main character, played by Daniel McPherson. But, you know, his
0: son will be, uh, you yeah, know, from oh, his mom. The son will have a mom and a dad. He would be a half wit, right? Oh, sorry, <laughs> go on. Tell us, like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, if you're <laughs> half wit. <yeah. laughs> okay. Oh,
1: that's good comedy on space frames. Sorry well, I did tell you they don't pay us <laughs> so
0: you get you get what you pay for here.
1: This young guy is hunched over. he's he's a bit stressed. he's like in a locker room or something like that. that's what it looks like. And he does have that apex metal thing in his back. Mm. Um, and he's kind of like you know he's kind of getting ready for something, obviously seriously, and you can he's thinking, and so it it's a good old fashioned flashback um, and it reveals sort of him then thinking out on a balcony, and it's a great you know, balcony in this futuristic, really built up, you know, everyone living on top of each other, uh, apartment buildings, you know. Uh, it's not very green or lush.
0: A bit, a bit Blade Runnerish. Yeah, yeah, very
1: much like that. Um, and, uh, you know, a bit run down, all this kind of idea. And he's he's got his wife comes out and she's pregnant. So it's, you know, obviously raising the stakes that way. Um, they have a conversation about whether he should go or shouldn't go. He's sort of like, well, you know, I need to go for the money. Um, And she, it's funny because she kind of agrees with that, but then she's also then goes, oh, you don't, you shouldn't go, maybe you should stay. Um, And she ends up giving him this photo of the two of them, which I liked because he's like, oh, that's really old school.
0: He does mention that. Also, it's folded. Yeah. Every photo. In every movie, particularly if it's like a loved one, of it has to be folded. Mm. I mean, Back to the Future, he pulls out the photo, that's yeah, folded, folded. He unfolds it to reveal that he's fading. Yes, you know, it's a reveal, and and this one's folded as well because it's folded. Every it has it, and he opens it to reveal it's a picture of the two of And them. there's
1: there's a love note on the back, not that we sort of see what exactly what it says, but yeah, no, you know, it says something like "I love you, baby" or whatever you know. Um, and he promises that he'll be home, like he's gonna. Bounce off and bounce back, as we sort of said at the start. There's a bit of a time glitch, um, and so he'll be home for dinner, whatever that means. Uh, anyway, it cuts back to him in that locker room, and he's in the West Coast division. Stuff that East Coast guys, they, those lame asses. Um, yeah, there's a bit of banter really of them, and there's kind of like they're like a they look like a SWAT team, you know? They're all like armored up. Uh, black suited they've got like their names in a special skull patch on their biceps and you kind of got five or six guys are really bulky big dudes um, and uh, you know they're giving each other a little bit of you know banter the captain in particular gives wit uh, in particular some sort of shit gives him a bit of you know like a yeah, clear, rub down clearly
0: they were either literally brothers yeah. or have come from a situation where they would consider each other. As, yeah. He refers to him as, as brother. And, yeah, they, they're clearly very close, which was nice. Was was it just me or was that Captain He, the janitor from Scrubs?
1: Uh, that's just you. That wasn't... No, oh, yeah, sure. No. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we can IMDb that, but I don't think... It, I, I mean, I don't I'll look it up later. Look it up after. My vote is no. Okay. Because um, <laughs> he's also the father in Mean Girls... And that's definitely not the same guy.
0: He's also copying the He'd be too dogs. old as well, I reckon. He'd be much older. Yeah, well, older. that's what I was thinking. I was going... Yeah. Yeah. Like, he'd be
1: much older now, you know, in 2015. Yes. Yeah. Scrubs was 90s, early noughties.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. Look, yeah, I'll, I'll bow down to it. The guy had a big beard <laughs> and I, I don't recognise people very well. Um...
1: So, yeah, and anyway, he, the captain tells a couple of other guys to, you know, you're already ready, get out there, you know, go, go, go. And he brings over this guy, Ponta, I think, and he says to him, you know, he kind of pulls him aside and he's like, that last mission, there's a little bit of time missing, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's no big deal. And he's like, no, I think it is a big deal, you know? Not, you don't normally have this time missing. And they kind of have this kind of... Con- Conspiracy kind of conversation, a little yeah, bit I'm like, and he sort of says, "Well, dirty time, yeah." D- you know, like obviously, maybe he's taken some time for whatever reason on the mission. I didn't really know what how he would prosper from that at this point in time, but you know, somehow he's he's getting on it. And um, and he says, "Well, we'll talk about it like later at the pub, uh, off the record, sort of thing." And they're like, "Okay, you know, no worries." Yeah,
0: it was it was a bit confusing. That yeah. I was thinking, "Oh, okay." Anyway,
1: uh, we then get this, we mentioned it before, this group of soldiers uh, are kind of like, you know, they're, they're in the stance and they're ready to go and they're getting ready to slipstream um, and, you know, there's their boss guy and he kind of like and the scientist and they're like ready and they mount up and they went, bam, they're gone, aren't they? They're all sort right, of like, as you said before, they kind of crumple, internet, crumple up and then vanish And you you get a great, like, you know, big computer screen telling us, you know, it sort of like shows you a bit of a projection, there's a time counting, and there's only a few seconds goes by, and then they're back, and it's like, uh, there's only half of them to begin with, and one guy's bloodied and vomiting blood and I think the woman's, like, disorientated, and she's kind of like, looking like she's, like, talking to someone, Um, and then another guy starts, like, still firing his gun, you know, like Into the scientist kind of idea, and they they're totally disorientated aren't and then
0: they? and then they do like pulls the pin on the grenade, yeah, and yeah the screen goes blank yeah,
1: and then it, and then it writes up that there's a quarantine
0: breach and there was an explosion yeah too was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh Jesus, yes, and then he has quarantine, and the, the door's locked, so they're locked in, yeah, so in Witt and the room.
1: captain and Ponto are kind of suddenly locked back in their the room they were in yeah. Um, and the, and then there's like fire they're like the fires on, on and there's bullets and there's people running past their door um, and then and then the the voices that, is, that told us there was a lockdown they say the same voice says oh it's Delta lockdown or something Del- and-
0: Delta quarantine De-
1: Delta quarantine and um, they kind of look at each other serious and wit says what does that mean and Captain's like they're gonna kill us. Like they're gonna annihilate yeah, yeah. everyone in the center and say a
0: fatal quarantine comes after yeah. Delta lockdown. <laughs> uh,
1: and he says, So we have to jump, like we have to get out of here. And so Ponta sets wit to jump. Um and then he's trying to do the captain, but there's like a security clearance problem,
0: isn't there? Yeah, and he's he, on his suit. Break so, and I think this is what that whole um you've got time missing. They've got a spare box they're not supposed to have. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling they must be doing you can imagine yeah. some sort of back end, back end deals. Maybe they're selling equipment, or you know, the, or maybe they're just using this teleporter mm. to piss around. Yeah, because just, if if it's got maybe time, there's a planet out there that's a lot of fun. Or, if you've got you know, time dilation, a couple of minutes time yeah. difference could well mean hours somewhere yeah. Yeah. else. Yeah. So, um.
1: And anyway, then Pontus is like, says to Captain, "I can't," you know, and they're like, they have a bit of a standoff, but then he's like, no, "I can't do it." And then he dis- he disappears. Yeah, his little countdown timer And off. then um, Wit is the same. He comes to- and Captain kind of just looks distressed. He's obviously stuck. there's gas. and Yeah, we- that's the last we see of him. And we go anywhere. Into- it's now the East Coast. Hello. <laughs> and um, we have this head boss. He sort of basically here, you know, there's another group of soldiers that they say they search and rescue. There's one actual soldier, Rex. Um but this head boss kind of like brings them all up to speed and he, he brings up this hologram of infinity. He says, we've got a mission. We need to get in quick. We need to get out really quick. Um, you know, you know and We were we told about to the,
0: the inspector. Like, so there was some sort of a ca- catastrophe that happened there. Yeah. An inspector went there to investigate. Yep. And he reported back saying that, yeah, there was like a lot of dead people and there was this load going off the planet to come to Earth. Who uh, said, no, he said, don't have any loads come off. He said, there'll be uh, an extinction event if even just one load gets yeah. to Earth. Yes. And so you suddenly go, oh, oh, that's... And, no, and I'm thinking, is. like, it's going to ignite the atmosphere or explode yeah. or something. Yeah. And then we find out that this inspector fellow went, uh, they tried to recall him, but he destroyed his Apex device and yeah. started up the machinery yep. to send a payload. And yep. there's something going... You know, what, what the hell's going on? He just told us that that's going to kill everyone and now he's doing it. Yes. So this is why they were sending the West Coast dudes. Yes. We, we find out that's why they sent the West Coast dudes and the East Coast guys are going, okay, well, um, sure, we're going to have to go yeah. and get this fellow. And then Boss gets a, an update on his little earpiece and there's a pause and he says, you know what I really liked about this scene? And I think this is the Australian movie coming out here because yeah. we've watched a few Australian science fiction and we've seen a lot of us science fiction in the australian ones this guy in authority is not a dickhead no he's respectful to the people that he's sending through he gives yeah. them good helpful friendly advice yeah, like yeah. though it's still authoritative because he's he's the boss man he's yeah. telling what to do but it's delivered like like they're people yes they're not you know disposable cogs <laughs> in a in a vast machine and and he stops and listens to things and he says oh We've just lost the West Coast. Oh, how long in the lockdown for? No, they're all gone. And so there's a bit of silence, and he goes, Okay, well. Also, a payload has been launched. We've got like six minutes. Yeah. With the way slipstreaming is. And, you know, there's only one survivor of the West Coast. He just apparently did a you know a black jump or whatever it was. You gotta find him as well and get the payload. And I really love that scene that I got the feeling that these were professionals, yeah, who were respected, and they weren't, you know, hyper, mas- you know, masculine and mm. sir, yes, sir, rah rah rah, we are the best of the best of the best, of the <laughs> yeah, you know, cream of the crop, and then all the other garbage crap like that. Um, and i noticed that in, in these Australian films, there is a bit more laid back. The authority is, the authoritarianism is is dialed back a bit. It and is. We, have, we got that in Other World, like yes, there's a security is. guard. And she's up there trying to bang on the door and the security guard instead still like, he, he doesn't pull a, a gun and all the no. like, taser or anything. He offers her a cup of tea. Yeah. I said, oh, well, I can't let you up there, but like, you know, you can wait down here for a you, I'm putting a cup of tea. You want a cup of tea? And she says, yeah. oh yeah, that'd be nice. And he, he walks off and then she runs through and he comes back and is disappointed. He goes, oh, <laughs> I've got to go get her now. Yeah. As, as opposed to, you know, hit the red alarm, pull yeah. the guns, let's go shoot this son of a bitch, you know, and. Uh, I, I know there's the same thing that happened in, uh, in in Occupation where the beggar fellow yes. is drawing and the cop comes up and says, yeah, you've got to move on. It's, yeah, the cop's being authoritative and saying, you know, we're not putting up with this shit. But there's sort of a bit of friendliness there, that mm. banter that you're another human being, I'm a human being, and, you know, we're just going to have to yeah. deal with this. And I think that is, that, that I've, I'm positive now that I've seen it in so many of these films. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a trait of the Australian film is it just this different attitude between people of of rank and lower people of rank. Yeah, yes. like there's there's a different way of interacting. Which, I think so. Which feels far more familiar. Like that's often when I'm watching American films I'm sort of going, "Jeez, these guys are all bastards." Yeah, yeah. If someone yelled at me like that, I would I would just not do what they told me. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd literally just walk out. Like, yeah, you will do this and you'll die. Like, <laughs> See ya. You can leave at any time. Okay, bye. Yeah. And the whole squad just walks off, and then the guys left again. Oh, I've got no one to train. You're all <laughs> losers, and I'm here by myself. As yeah. opposed to, yeah, I, I think yeah, it's it's just a different thing. As a, if an Australian's not happy with you, they just won't turn up. You, right. you just won't see them again. You I know? think.
1: I think. I think that's the thing they know. The authorities, uh, you know, especially governments, like, well, if we mistreat them, they won't come to work. Yeah, they will just,
0: they'll just stop showing up,
1: <laughs> and then we'll have no one. So be, even it'll... though we're in this like tough situation with poverty, we still need to be nice to each other.
0: There won't be formal complaints or, or any of that sort of business. It'll just be, you to turn up the next day, and the, and the boss finds that there's no one there. Yeah. So if you could all just come in on the weekend, that'd be great. No one's there on the weekend. <laughs> okay. Not that I'm not doing that. <laughs> They don't turn up on Monday either. I got to I'm feeling sick. Sorry, mate. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's just an interesting observation I've had now.
1: Yeah. But it's a good scene, that one, because it kind of sets up the stakes of the dangers. Um, what's expected, where they're going, um, the fact that there is a time delay. Like they even do say Wit has been there uh, you know, Probably. not that long, but it's already been a week on his time. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: this also stops him from taking really high tech technology yes they said their sensors and other stuff is going to yep. be a bit screwy because of these yep. black holes yes
1: yeah because it's too far out it's it's the yeah. furthest in the in the universe and also in terms of like contacting back to earth there's a time you know by the time you contact us hours would have gone by yeah your yeah own, you you're
0: know? um it's the metaphorical cabin in the woods yes like there's yeah. no cell phone reception you'd be lucky to get a radio broadcast <laughs> yeah there, you can't you just know. call for help you the, know, so. the, the forest ranger passes by you know once a week once Maybe, a, yeah yeah sort of thing Um, and and if there's a storm the road washes out yeah Yeah, like that's the usual setup isn't it for horror and this is the same thing you're going up there it'll be time dilation will be huge black holes can't take really powerful technology communications sketchy yeah and if there's a storm the road will wash out (laughs) and you're just
1: going to go to the a place where the last person we sent there went totally batshit crazy yeah
0: the the last last couple teams
1: which we can't explain why really but Yeah. yeah Um, so the team does slipstream, they arrive in this storage room, uh, one of them is straight away onto like, oh, there's no airborne viruses, but there's coolant and it's really freezing cold. I liked how cold it was. There's mm. a lot of that kind of, you know, fogging up of the glasses well, he, very and quickly. And pushes in.
0: the, the, the Ponto, I think yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah, it was ponta, off, yeah. off the chair. Yeah. And it's like, it Shatters. happens off screen. And, yeah. and a, lot of, a lot of things happen off screen on this, which I really yeah. appreciate. Yeah but you do see a little bit of red crystals smash up, up yeah. into the air. And so you know what that is without yeah. having seen a, a body smash yes. into pieces. Um,
1: and the team does the good
0: old horror thing, which is
1: let's just all separate. Yeah, You go that way, we'll go <laughs> this way. We'll go this way, you go that way, you guys go up through the vents, uh, you go down that scary dark tunnel, uh, I'm going to go alone to the control centre. So they do a lot of that. They they go off... Those... just like aliens, really. Yeah. This, this,
0: yeah. this scene... Was reminiscent of that. Where it was very reminiscent they're of stalking that, stalking yeah. through with their flashlights and.
1: I tell you what I did like, but was um, in these uh, early moments is like the way the spaceship is or the mine site um, is kind of shown. You know, so like what I mean is like the setting. So like when they in the storage room, there's lots of those um, pallet, plastic white metal crate things. You can get them, and they fill they fill them up here in factories with fluids. So, but it looked really cool on this mm. spaceship because they had a whole bunch of them stacked on top of each other. So, you know, it's something that's very uh, current, you know, in and in you go to any sort of factory that uses those fluids, they have them and they're protected cr- like pallet crate size, you know. Mm. Um, and also after that as well, in one of the, the other rooms they walked into, the camera was sort of like started upside down and it's all like black bubbles and a bucket, sorry, and... Uh, containers and tubes, but the camera started upside down and then came around yeah. to our normal eye level. And so by the time it's done that, you felt a bit like confused with the wall that you were looking at. And that was very both alien because to me it felt like oh, remember the, in Alien we talked about and how
0: buckets and stuff, yeah.
1: Remember in Alien we talked about how the alien is there, like it's yeah. hidden. But there's all this like black tubing and black wires well, and see stuff the and you alien and in can't this too. See it. Like this yeah. looks it like icicles. It, yeah, icicles and but the dripping. It's later on you realise that's actually yeah. icicles. And um uh and also two thousand and one because two thousand and one kept doing that idea of like uh, the camera being upside down and spinning. So I was,
0: was gonna point out there's a scene there after he goes a bit shonky and talks with um <laughs> face. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he walks down that corridor, it like a yeah. white cylinder, and the camera starts upside, rotates down, upside down and yeah. he even trails his hand or something and it rotates yeah. around. and I just looked at it and went that's 2001. It's right totally man.
1: 2001 right? Yeah, so it's cool. It's a good, good little homage to that um, and yeah, they, the team discovers lots of dead bodies really as they're like looking through all these rooms, very ominous. Mm-hmm. That There's all these kind of, you're kind of seeing them and I, I like just that they weren't they weren't really that interested in the dead bodies, were they? You know, until they got to that one that was all slashed up. But like, they kind of—they're just like, "Well, I'm just get move. Well, I, I guess <laughs> they, they weren't there for the dead bodies, were they? They knew you know?
0: that the the whole the lo- airlock or whatever had been broken and the power yep. was out and it was freezing. So uh, everyone's I, dead. Yeah, they were all sort of dead. It was just that that one when they came across Ponter and he's got like the jaggedy bits out of the yeah. back of his neck, and the guy goes to touch it and you're like, going, "Don't touch it." And fortunately, the guy says, touch nothing. And you're yeah. like, yes, thank God. He's like, you were told to not touch anything. Yeah. And he goes, but in, in, that's in the trailer, of course. Yes. Where he reaches down to touch it, but it cuts away before he's told not to touch anything. <laughs> so you get the you get the feeling that like, he's okay. going to touch it. Yeah. Um And
1: uh, Huntington, I, I kind of at this point thought Huntington was a bit of a leader, but I don't think he was. But he he kind of sits down. He starts fixing like there's a big mess of wires um, in the control room, uh, they also like as a group, they're questioning what's like powering, you know, they're, they're, it's freezing cold, but like what is powering the station? Um, because the ship inside is in darkness, you know, yeah. so they're not too the sure what's going on. The generators were sort of down. And- yeah. Yeah. So we're unsure, like, how is the rest of it powering away, but not the ship? Um, Two of them that were off on their own path, um, they sort of hear some actual noises and they they head towards that sound, <laughs> always a good thing to do. They also had this little, like, do, do, that was pretty cool. They had a little thing where they're like, it would echo and make this weird echo noise. And they're like, well, if anyone's alive, they'll hear this. I was like, yeah, that's got to be the dumbest thing ever. Like, if you're going into an alien environment, like, surely that's a dumb thing. It's like, hello, boom, 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 boom.
0: Well, We're over here. To be blah, blah, fair, blah, blah, blah. these guys are search and rescue. <laughs> they are. They're not the, so They're not they not are the Marines,
1: looking for someone yeah. that's alive. And I guess if you think about it, like someone in rubble, and I did think that, but I'm like, in the context of this movie, it seems a bit silly that they would be doing that. But
0: <laughs> wait, well, it's nice. Like, it's We're
1: the, over here. Come eat us. <laughs>
0: it does set up a bit of tension. That you sort it does. Of, you're thinking that you're going. Shut up! Stop making that noise. Yeah. You're like.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. um yeah, and they find Ponta, which you just mentioned, and he's just totally fro- frozen with that weird thing in the neck uh, and, and the back of his body. Um, and then two of them, Huntington, I think, and that, they head off to the generators. Um, and then it cuts back to the two that had sort of listened to that sound, and they're kind of at a big, looks like an old bank vault in a way. Yeah. You know, nice. it's got the old fashioned lock on the door. Um, and they're trying to like knock and communicate and they're sort of asking for wit, Wit Carmichael, but there's no uh, answer.
0: There's Rex who goes off to the mess hall. Rex goes to the yeah, mess hall, and yeah. He, and he starts showing his flash around. This is where I was getting feelings of uh, event horizon. Yeah, this was and event horizon. And like man. stuff hanging up. And at first you're not 100% sure what it is that it's hanging up. But then one of them's clearly a human face that's yes. been peeled. Yes. And there's... Yeah, there's blood and there's bits because he's using his torch so you don't see much in there. Yeah. And that's when the... Very the, Hannibal Lecter, is it? It's like this skin and... Huntington sort of bangs away in the electronics and like this weird little pulley system starts <laughs> turning with these green tubes and power starts coming yeah. back on and the computers fire up. Yeah. And there's uh, the, the boss man, I think, is, is sitting there at the um, computer trying to get some sense out of it. And they say, what are you doing? And I was just like, oh, do you speak Latin or... Greek, I think mm-hmm. the guy says, yeah, and and again I was thinking um, Event Horizon, yeah, where they're speaking Latin, yeah, and he says no, why? That's a dead language. He says exactly, that's what I'm looking at here, yes. And I just remembered uh, my my job. We had this system that had been sitting there for a long time, written in Fortran, not <laughs> a modern version of Fortran either, like Fortran from the early '80s. Oh my goodness! And so we just we've replaced it because it's it's like Latin. It's just it's yeah. dead, and we're going. We don't know how to fix that <laughs> if it breaks. Yeah, so... He gets a message on the computer. He suddenly gets a message, yeah. Who
1: are you? And the captain, like, I liked that. He, like, kind of writes, you know, we're here for a mission to rescue Wit, and then he, like, stops himself and he starts deleting. And it's true. It's like, like, what if he's going to give away to an alien that... Uh, Or just
0: an imposter.
1: Yeah, or an imposter or something, you know, like, is he going to give away too much information? And then he writes WC... Um, And suddenly the ship turns on the big fans and everything starts melting. And as you said before, like we, you know, the crystals that we think are water, actually the creature starts like bubbling, the blood in the face, those body Uh, parts start like coming alive. Um, And they're like, oh, the ship is it's purging the atmosphere, you know, and so everything kind of gets stripped out for a minute. Um, and then where the two were looking at that big old bank vault asking for Carmichael, that then unlocks and uh, it opens. Wasn't,
0: wasn't that great? The way, though, that it started turning... Yeah. And the little flashing light yeah. on it, That was that's Hitchcock right there. Yes, it? it is, Just, isn't it? It's like, what's going to happen behind like this? Everything has suddenly... Their whole environment has radically changed. Yeah. What was all dark and spooky is suddenly now, you know, sort of bright mm. and alive, but... We don't know what forces causes, yeah. and the, this vault is slowly turning yeah. and turning and turning, and, and of course the people back up, hold up guns, and they're all like, "What the?" Who's so it was this great guy. building tension, 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 and there's just a silhouette of a dude in there. And they're like Carmichael, you know, like show us your hands, whatever, yeah. you know, like. And, and it's just the shadow of him, yeah. And it, and it pauses long enough for you to have those questions of, uh, "Is this where shit starts going down, or is yeah. this?" And then he, he does, he puts his hands up and, and he yeah. comes out and says he's Carmichael. And he
1: describes um, that when he arrived, everyone that he came across was super strong. Um, they wanted to kill him uh, and they wanted to kind of rip their skin off. There's kind of a great line there that I think one of the, the female character Morgan or something maybe, says says that oh that's like one way to make an impression or something like you know and so it's it's very um it's very forceful but but at the same time there's like this sort of tense standoff with the crew and him because they're not sure if they could, they can trust him, yeah. you know, because of the history of the place. Well, um, yeah, there's and then that also, question. is, is he, he, he the last
0: one alive? Because he killed everyone. Killed everyone, yeah. Because he did. He, he even said that he flushed the, yeah. uh, the turn the heating off and and let the cold in, and yeah, and, and he killed everyone. He killed everyone, yeah. Um,
1: uh, but also realizing that they kind of say, well, they're here for the payload and not necessarily him. Yeah, you know, like he's kind of an afterthought. Um, so he well, realises that. To be
0: fair, the payload they've been told will kill everyone, everyone
1: on Earth. Everyone on Earth,
0: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Carmichael is a secondary to that, I'm afraid. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: which, again, like, the whole thing is, like, yeah, he annihilated everyone to save himself. They've come here to stop the payload, to save everyone on Earth. It's that debate, isn't it? Like, And, and not necessarily totally save him. So, again, the whole film is questioning, like, what life, What is life worth and which lives do you save mm. versus which lives do maybe you let and go?
0: That uh that fellow what who is always, life? Um, it was a Huntington, I yeah. reckon. He has that conversation with him and says, So, how did you survive? You know, I get it. You're scared. Yeah. You know, you want to save your life and it doesn't matter about anyone else. Like, it's sort of sounds like he, he is trying to empathize, but then he's pointing out, Are you actually just a selfish little prat? And yeah panicked and killed a whole bunch of people and yeah come on, I was just like yeah now mate uh you want that payload turned off well i'm gonna need some help yes
1: and so that's what he sets out to do he says i'll you know like i'll do it take me back to earth but you know that's the trade-off and of course captain says sure um, but he starts doing his binary code, uh, which again is nice because he's like, Well, it's just simple maths. I've oh, been here, I've been here long enough, I've learned it. A-
0: ASCII and binary, and you go, I'm in going, like, What the hell are you talking about? That's garbage.
1: <laughs> um, but, but, but also, he does put that nod in there, like, I've been here a week or so, like, it's yeah, yeah I've he's had clearly, time. Well, to there, play there, was, with it.
0: there was a comment about who Carmichael was, yeah, they said, Yeah, he's. He's very skilled in gifted and so forth, but he's you know he's taken all of these courses and done well. It looks like he's trying to be where you are now, yeah like he's, he's trying to work his way up to be some sort of an elite and because all of these search and rescue guys are really capable, yeah, like you know they' they're merely doing engineering they're yeah they're scanning stuff they're, they're yeah. whatever it's just a shame that they get you know taken over by aliens
1: yeah
0: um but yeah
1: he's he starts. Stopping the payload, but he realizes that he has to sort of do like a manual override trick, trick the system so that then he can override the sort of safety systems so he can stop the payload. Um, he also lets them know, look out the window, and reveals this massive wind farm of towers, and that's what's powering the station. Um, he was another
0: aliens thing. Because yeah. in, in aliens, uh, there's a moment there where Hudson. They sort of say, oh, what's the problem? And he goes, oh, just a moment, take a look outside. And he opens up the blast things and they say, yeah. what are we looking at? And they're looking at the, the fusion generator and there's like a plume of out the exhaust vent. And that's yeah. where they go, oh, oh, shit, we've got a time clock. But this one yeah. here was, uh, oh, okay, we can't shut the power off. Yes, yeah, like yeah. The, um, you know, the payload will have power unless we can do the manual override. So yes. uh, that's... It was a bit of an aliens callback, I think. Yeah. I'd love to have a little chat with old uh, Shane. O about Shane. About whether that was intentionally an alien thing. Yeah. Or whether I'm just reading into that because I love aliens. So
1: much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so Wit runs uh, the furnace to a critical level. He tells a couple of the others including uh, Menzies to go down and do the manual override or they volunteered to go down, whatever. Um, and that's where he has a chat with Menzies and sort of he says he has a daughter, um, she's six years old. And
0: I've got a daughter, I'm a single what, one with a daughter. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and he, he kind of, you know, it gives it, it, gives it a, a, a reason to live, doesn't it? Because
0: we, we didn't have enough stakes and, and I think, fair enough, the whole the payload will end the earth. Yeah. It's is a bit abstract. Yes. So we've also got Carmichael. He's got a pregnant wife.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's very who obvious. Who clearly
0: wants him around. Okay, that's fine. You're yeah. kind of going there. But, but all these other people, now are, we what need does to, it matter? Yeah, we need to yeah. care about the other people. And so yeah. I really like that. When they said, yeah, Menzies, he's like, I've got a daughter. She's six. I'm due to at her science fair this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I say what I I love her to the Milky Way and back, mm. not the short way, the long way. mm Which makes sense when you're talking about slipstreaming. Yes. And and when I heard that little discussion, I thought, oh, okay. So either they're going to make sure that this guy lives. Yeah. If Carmichael dies, this guy is the one who's going to live. Yeah. Because he's got the stakes. The other people didn't really have stakes. And at this point, yeah. yeah. At at this point, you didn't really hear anything about that. Uh, Yeah. So I really, I really liked that bit.
1: I did too, and it does add that meaning. It also like just adds a bit of like personality to the fact that they're doing this big, you know, space mission thing, you know, doesn't it? Like, you Yeah, know, we yeah. get a bit more
0: character Yeah. That.
1: um so they do it and it actually works, like you said earlier, like we're only a third into the film and they've kind of they override it, you know. So there's a bit of tension there, there's a bit of, you know, working out, the conveyor belt stops, the mining stops, and then it like overcooks. And they pull the vials and, you know, manage to override it. And he stops the payload. Um, So they're all really happy. And then with that, there's this crazy zombie infected miner at the door just standing there, breathing heavily with an axe. And uh, he attacks the captain and stabs and stabs. And then he's blown away. Um, And then there's another guy that, like, runs in attacking. And, uh, you know, I think after a little bit of a wrestle... One of them, uh, you know, fires their laser gun, and blood just splatters everywhere on everyone. On everyone, and, and I mean, they all like very rapidly. It was it was surprising how rapidly they then were infected. Well, also, wasn't
0: Carmichael it? had just had previously said it was it was something they were touching, some sort of liquid or something. Yeah, yeah, in their their, their system or their, their So you knew as soon as their blood went everywhere. Yeah, you knew that there was either either this was going to be a bit of a, a mental game, like The Thing. I was yeah. sort of thinking, is this going to be like The Thing where it's like, has someone been infected but yeah. we don't know who and they're going to off people? Yeah. No, they all started going ballistic.
1: Ballistic. And there's really cool... I really liked this, is that Wit kind of like, he's got blood on him and, of course, he's been there longer. He's seen more. He's kind of a bit more in instant shock. And he looks at his arms and you just see the blood soaking into his arms. Mm. And I really liked that. I have not seen that really in zombie films or you know like an alien infested film or a bacteria organism sort of film like normally it's a bit more traditional of them biting or you know some sort of attack whereas this was like the blood soaked into the skin and i was like oh that's cool you know so and he takes off he runs
0: um, he, he warns menzies and says and he stay warns away, Me- yeah you know.
1: yeah which was a, a save the cat kind of moment yeah. isn't it it's like oh no you stay away um, and he jumps as you mentioned before he like runs down this like coral and he jumps across grabs hold and you think being the hero he's going to hold on but no he slips and falls slips
0: and catches himself and then falls yeah and at first you think oh, he's going to fall into something soft yeah but he he hits a post on the yeah, way down the and way flips down, so over, over and you yeah. go and I thought to myself well he's uh, this be is dead. why they set up Menzies surely yeah cuz he's got to be dead there's no possible way yeah and sure enough uh we do get a weird again one of these weird cuts and flashes and like memories and yeah there's this flashing cutting I, you know obviously you've all seen the film you know what i'm talking yeah. about uh and then he he wakes up hearing people calling his name
1: yeah well he has a weird memory of his wife doesn't he she's sort of saying oh yeah she she is saying don't um Stop uh,
0: believing.
1: <laughs> that's right. She's kind of like you know, come on, you got to get up, and it's a it's a bit of an old school thing of, you know, like the the character back home saying, "No, come on, that's enough. You got to get up, get get up, get up, run, move," you know. Um, and he's then again this like he's in he goes into this vent and he's there's smoke and spraying and stuff and weird lights and he's a bit disorientated from the fall and he's vomited a bit as well and. He's not quite right. And then all of a sudden there's a voice telling him that he can smell him and he can see him and he can hear his breathing. And it's good old Hemsworth. Hemsworth has hunted him. And he's well, kind of a bit confused by where it's coming from. I, I and also really so like the,
0: the hissing of the vents was a very much like a living breathing. Yeah, it, it was. You got the feeling was of something was going... Yeah. <sighs> yeah it, it, and, and I think there was a bit of a heartbeat going on in the background in the yeah. soundtrack, so... Um, but he, the, Hemsworth he taunts him, you know, like there's a somewhere. real
1: taunting moment from good old Hemsworth, yeah. and he's kind of oh, and and there's a great uh, cut there as well, sorry, where he's kind of like he looks, and there's the smoke and the hissing, yeah, and I think he he's sort of saying I like, you know I can hear you, I can see you, or whatever, and it's like hissing, and we see that perspective, and of course Hemsworth comes through the smoke,
2: yeah,
1: but then we we cut to behind or over Hemsworth's shoulder and of course Wit is not there anymore you know what I mean so it's like a great moment of tension because we've just cut from one character's perspective to the other thinking that he would still just be standing right in front of him but in fact he has vanished himself so it was a cool little sort of building up on the suspense um uh yeah and then uh he kind of like barrels into a corner and Hemsworth is coming up on the the corner and he's, you know, he's laughing and he's in this maniac stage and all that sort of stuff. And then uh, just when he's kind of like about to get good old wit, um, I think it's, oh, I was going to say Morgan, but I'm not sure now. But the, the other soldier just attacks and just yeah. lays into Hemsworth brutally.
0: Heavy gut punches, Heavy I
1: punches and he falls over and it's like in the head and he... He just wipes him out. And, you know. Yeah, and
0: that guy just sort of wanders off in a yeah, daze. Yeah, he wanders
1: off and um, grabs Hemsworth's gun and then heads to the medicine or the, the labs. Labs, yeah. But
0: I, I get a feeling, I'm not sure if he was specifically looking for the labs, but he saw, and it was yeah. like biocontaminants, you know, the, yeah. the biohazard warning yep. signs, which I think these days we, we've kind of come to associate with, you know, we've seen enough zombie films, and enough, you know, outbreak and contagion yeah. films to know that, that means bad stuff here. Yes. And he goes it in It looks there. like a science lab. Yeah, I mean, he goes in there and there's Test tubes of, and... It's not as destroyed as everywhere else, but there's yeah. like these containers with, uh, you know, bits of organ of some yeah. sort. The sort of thing you'd see... In fact, if you watch Cabin yeah. in the Woods, which <laughs> I recommend you do, it's, yeah. it's almost a science fiction. It is. It's, uh, there's another
1: Hemsworth in that film, actually.
0: Yes. And there's a... Yeah, you go in there and he's got the... The lab laid out. There's this weird organ stuff. Yeah. and he's, He first of all starts looking through the the chemicals and pills and I don't know what he's specifically looking for, but I guess he's just kind of looking for anything. Trying to find maybe antibiotics or yeah. some sort of is there something that's been set up to treat this? He yeah. I love the way he puts his hand in a jar of yeah. goop and he goes ah and he like <laughs> shakes his hand up. and go yeah it's just you're in a lab you know just to shove your hand in a goop <laughs> no. come on and, th- and then he finds the notes. He searches around and he finds the, the, the clipboard, which yep. talks about, you know, it, it's this um, primordial ooze, which is yeah. a, some sort of organic, you know, um, proto-organism, mm. which fosters, you know, rapid evolutionary traits and so forth. And and the entire planet they're on is just this one big blob of it. Yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. And then it goes on to say that it exhibits predatory behavior yeah. when it takes over someone. It's like, it's looking for a host to learn or grow into or evolve yeah. with. And the infections from, you know, total consumption is between three seconds and two hours, depending yeah. on emotional stability. And, and yeah, it's quite interesting. And then it's like the perfect organism, perfect organism. Yeah. And I always wonder what the hell does that mean? You're know, like, but uh, I guess it's, it's a nice sort of thing in that, um, it's It makes it sound as if it doesn't have any chemical weaknesses, it doesn't have any biological weaknesses. Yeah. Although I, I would challenge, and I'm going to ask any biologists or xenobiologists out there, if they could tell me what a perfect organism was, mm. do we have such a thing on Earth? Well, am a, I a perfect organism? No. No, oh, humans geez, are totally failable, so aren't they? Jeez, what a shame. But anyway, yeah, so he he, he reads it and, and the notes become... Cray, Ranty, cracky, you know, yeah, it's like sort Instead of, you know, something from the notepad of seven. It's, <laughs> it's not which, which
1: is also great, um, raising of the states because you kind of like, you know, those notes did start off very formal and like, you know, there was experiments and that. You kind of, it's obviously pure exposition for us as an audience, but it's also like, once it gets to that cray-cray notes, it's kind of like, well, this scientist went crazy. You well, know, it's like, cool that it yeah. also
0: explains why the payload would have wiped out Earth. Yeah. Not because it would have ignited the atmosphere or, you know, explosion. Uh, I think he says this later, it's highly combustible, but not the way they thought Yes. or hoped. Yeah, it's like it would have, if it had landed in the ocean, it would have just taken over all life, and who knows where that would have ended up. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, so he goes from the, the lab. And then Menzi comes out of the cupboard. Yeah, because he hasn't found his drugs or whatever. Menzies no. comes out and they have a struggle and he remind, and holds a gun to his head and says, you know, hey, what's going on? Show me your features.
1: <laughs> and he does have a red eye. Like he's starting to get the one red eye. Yeah. You, um, but, he, nice. but he's like, oh, look, you don't look too well. I look don't look too well. You know, we've been going through shit, you know, blah, blah, and it, blah. And he
0: reminds him of his, yeah, I, I, I I you, and, yeah, you know, I remember saved daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he also and helped
1: that. him. He told him to run and all that. Yeah. So they kind of like you know they they have a moment, um, and this is where he he tells him that um, because the whole planet is a living organism, like if they had enough time, they could also become a whole human. Like they yeah, could which become, is, which was great because that was
0: immediately because I was still wondering how the hell did he survive that fall. Yeah, and then yeah, you're going oh has he become a whole alien? That's when I was thinking back to the opening scene where Captain Johansson and Philippa, Lieutenant Philippa or whatever, everyone's, everyone was around. Everyone's yelling. Who's actually him. dead or yeah. crazy. And they're clearly not in the start. <coughs> they're clearly not in the start. No. Um, so then I was thinking, oh, oh, okay. So now we do have a bit of a thing, the thing movie sort of situation here where is oh, Carmichael actually an alien? Mm.
1: So they're having that moment and then this is where Rex, the soldier, bursts in and this is a... This it has to be a bit of a apocalypse now, homage, <laughs> you know? Like he bursts in as a crazy motherfucker soldier, doesn't he? He's really, got like I, the, he's got thinking, the strikes down the face of the blood. I was or,
0: thinking of Rutger Hauer in Blade Run. yeah. Well, with maybe the, the, you know the claw hand yeah. and like the holding the gun and the claw hand and like what is life? Yeah, maybe that same question. Well, it's a similar thing, isn't or same minor yeah. questioning that that mm. I can't remember the. The character's name, but Rutger Hauer's character in yeah. Blade Runner kind of had that same thing with a messed up arm and a gun, and you know what? What is life? Are we really alive? That sort of thing. Yeah, and,
1: yeah, and and maybe that's the reference. I don't know, but it's like it was, it was a soldier that's gone crazy, basically. Yeah, and he
0: was he was very convincing. I mean, yeah, I, I loved his performance. In yeah, that. I did too. Because he, he would hold the gun to Menzies' head and saying bits and pieces, and they're reminding him, "No, we're your friends, we your teammates." And there's that, uh, Carmichael is, is repeating, you, know, you can make a choice. Yeah. It's your choice is yours. You do get to make a choice, which uh, I really liked that as an effective sort of smart way of talking to him. Mm. And then he'd turn away and kind of uh, go a bit weird and have a bit of a cackle and point the gun back and, Yeah. You know, what is life? Yeah, Carmichael, you know, he he said a few other crazy things, but he ends up saying, you know, Carmichael, what is life? And uh, come on! And says like you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. What is life? And finally he finally answers, life. Life is the choice. And he shoves a gun in his head. And my bloody internet connection froze for a moment <laughs> with just a picture of his gun in the head. And then it came good and poof, blew out the top of his head. Falls over.
1: He does. Uh, it was a great but scene, by that one. Men- I... Menzi's got covered in blood, of course. Yeah, Menzi gets covered in blood. Automatically starts getting infected and Wit's oh, like, well, we can't save each other, we can't help each other, and Menzie's, like, abusing him and, and changing, and, and then, then they just have a good old-fashioned and... shootout, don't they? They just yeah. pull their guns on each other, and uh, Menzie dies. Um, and then this is where Wit has one of those great moments with the editing where he's kind of on one side of the screen and then the other, you know, and instantly. yeah. So it's two, two flashes, and he's trying to, like, shake Himself sober, yeah, kind of thing. Twitches um, his head. Twitches and... his head, and yeah, he's not. He's not quite there, you know. He, he really has a moment in the sun. <laughs> um, anyway, he reaches Huntington, who's kind of you know. He's recording
0: yeah. something. He's using the voice. Yeah, bit uh, leaving him, at, and he turns around, and tells him, you know, I'm playing, sending him. I'm talking to my children. Yeah, and he's sort of thinking, oh, I don't think you are. And he finishes off this message about how he loves and loves, but. And Carmichael says, you know. What are you doing? Oh, it's a voice transmission. But that's gonna take yeah, I know it's gonna take centuries to get there, but I had to do it. And I, I accept I thought that was a really human moment there, yeah. but he 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 just had to you know it's his message yeah. in a bottle, he says. Yeah. And he had to throw the bottle. Yeah. And fair enough, I think I think there's a beautiful little yeah. moment that he you know, centuries later someone will come across that transmission. He yeah. sent it to Earth, so it will eventually get there.
1: And I guess, you know, you know, you've just made me think, and it's even the same previously with The Soldier and even then Menzies, like, asking for help um, that, and Wit and as well, that all of them, they're overtaken by the alien, but then they've still got these human parts to them. Mm. It's not like they're, you know, like in some of the like, zombie films, that, like, then you're just a complete zombie. Whereas here they're kind of like, yeah, even when they're psychopathic, like the Rex, the soldier, when they're going to and wants to blow Menzies' head off. He then, but he's questioning life, isn't he? He's questioning what is life. He's getting like,
0: more deep in philosophy. Yeah,
1: like it, so he's not. It's not like it's just the. It's not just like the alien has overtaken everything, and then you're no longer you. You know, like there's some part of you still holding on for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. which is actually really interesting. I think um, he tells him that he's already asked for extraction but it's eight hours away early extraction yeah, yeah. um and wit's like well we're not going to make it that long we saw in the scientist yeah, notes that the longest two hours. was two hours you know um and they need a medic and this is where we do get huntington kind of gets on a loop about the medic the medic yeah. <laughs> um and oh, like you oh, were meant claire's the medic claire's the medic go find claire you yeah. know and it's up i'm like well she's probably dead you know um and they have this weird tense conversation that you went into detail before where they're kinda of like they're sitting next to each other laughing and then they're like maniacally like kind of in each other's faces and then one's standing up talking about something, Huntington's talking about a medic, and oh, then they're and then like then the, you, you had the gun to the back of you, you had the gun. Me to like, trust you I didn't trust you. It's like, Well, why should I trust you now? You know, like they are having this whole like real it, random ass it kind was of like conversation. A drunken conversation yeah. from <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> universities, I don't know, it was. Um and so they have this weird tense conversation, and really Wit's trying to convince him to go see back to the to the lab and find the medic and he doesn't want to go. Something gives give them
0: it. more time. They're trying yeah. to find something to slow this down is what yeah. he's looking for. Um
1: and that that's right, that's what Wit wants. He wants some sort of drug to, to kind of slow it down, or is there some way? Um we then cut to Claire and she's actually like extracting blood isn't she she's she's pumping blood out of her oh, body. She's doing something weird. Yeah and she's covered in blood. She the doesn't me, look the Med well. bay
0: does not look like a place you're going to get better in. No no
1: it looks horrible actually. Uh it's covered in blood. She's covered it, in blood.
0: It looks like a birthing chamber. It
1: does. And um there's a weird there's a weird pattern as well on her back like she's yeah, got a weird like a, ridge going down. Soccer scale. going on. Yeah. Anyway, Morgan comes in, um, who's one of the other soldiers, and she, he sort of says, you know, there's... And they hinted at this earlier that he he sort of had been a bit close with Claire but not given us much information. But he kind of comes in and he kisses her and he's like, oh, it's got to be the three of us. And uh, she actually says, no, it's only I've gotten rid of that. Like, mm, I got rid of the baby. Fact, it was it in, in the baby. It was in the baby. I got rid of the baby. Um, and he kind of like breaks down and they have a bit of a standoff. Well,
0: well he's, Morgan's also a bit shonky. He's oh, yeah, he's pissed. totally out of it. He doesn't have a hand anymore. Now it's like a, a Macy club thing that's dripping in blood. Yeah. So, and yeah, what have we done? What's happened to us? And he says, nothing has happened to us. <laughs> and, you, and this is another one of those things that happens off screen. It is. And so that's he, good. He goes, rah, and sort of comes at her and she's got the, the little knife. And, and she rars back. It's off, off screen. We hear some screaming going on. And there's a few of these things that happen. And, she's where was I reading about that? Uh, I was watching one of these YouTube clip videos that someone was dissecting filmmaking. And uh, they're talking about action or something rather. Taking stuff off screen. Yeah. Like this where I think it was more powerful, for example, when the... When Ponta gets pushed over and shatters yeah it was more powerful to have him shatter off screen and just mm. a few red yeah. crystals slide up <laughs> so you know what's happened you hear that yeah. sound you see the red crystals and you go oh, okay that's pretty gruesome is, yeah and this one here is this scream and there's a another couple there where there was um fighting or shooting or something which just sort of happens off screen yeah. you just hear the effects of it and the in this case yeah you you just know there's going to be something horrible, brutal there. There's no need to yeah. see it. And, and
1: to me, the expectation was probably that, you know, Claire's been annihilated. Yeah, well, he's know. got that big
0: mace fist. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, you think he'd just thump away. Yeah, with it. that's what I I'd do. I'd, I'd be out just hitting everyone with it, be like, you know, fist bumping other <laughs> mace fists and weird things like that. Anyway,
1: Witt arrives um, into the medic. Center the blood-soaked medic centre, uh, followed by Huntington. He's like right behind yeah. him, creepily. And then
0: he, he, he looks around and sees... He sees Morgan and he goes, yeah. Medic! <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And has a chuckle and you go, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ.
1: I know. And um, they kind of see flashes of death and blood and they see sort of bits quickly. Um, and then Claire is actually still alive, barely. Um, medic! <laughs> and... Um, he he, wit pleads with her like he's like, tell me something, anything, like something stupid, something crazy. silly, yeah, what's something crazy. the craziest crazy, thing? What, what's the craziest thing that you'd ever do? Um, and she speaks in I um, can't quite remember. Could have been Vietnamese or is it
0: Mandarin? Could who knows? Like, what, hard to, like, been, it could have been Japanese or Korean. She, she speaks
1: or? in another language than English and um and then dies. You know, blocks out. Um, Huntington then goes, oh, well, it's just you and me. And so then suddenly he puts the gun back to his bit, back to the head of Wit and Wit fights him back. Um, and at this point then Wit's eyes, both eyes have turned red. Yeah, he um, And he kind of fights back and then runs away and he escapes to behind a ladder and then Huntington comes out and is like, oh, I thought we were going to be friends. <laughs> and in a real sort of like, you know, psycho- dramatic way yeah, it wasn't
0: even in a i'm trying to scare you sort of way no. it was just he's just totally lost yeah the plot. there's no plot he doesn't uh, he doesn't appreciate what the situation is or what's going nah. on he's not he's not trying to scare him or doing that nah. he
1: puts his gun down that's what he literally puts his day i don't even have a gun
0: yeah it looks <laughs> and it was interesting because then carmichael drops down the ladder mm. and huntington walks up and stops and there's like the the weird drips and things and one flew. looks like a, like a finger or a snake yeah. or something kind of yeah. looks up at him and he he kind Fuggy of talks to he it. acknowledges it yeah yeah and then pff, I thought he was going to touch it or something yeah but he doesn't yeah. he drops down the ladder and, yeah and then we this is where we have this the secondary sort of wacky biffo where where they clearly both have been infected and mm. they're clearly both of the leadership type Yeah. because yes. I said you know they're emotionally stable and it's looking for leaders to yeah to lead the evolution, so both of these people clearly mm-hmm. fit that stake because they haven't got weird mutations, but they're yes. both strong and durable because they're just having like a superhero battle. Yeah, they are. And where just it really looks like Carmichael's just been battered down and he's totally out for the count. Yeah. And you know, hunted and says medic, you know, and, and gets a <laughs> bit funny and and then Carmichael suddenly has like a second wing, and, but yeah, but you can't tell the time span involved because you no. get these hard flashes. Between, and in fact, yeah. later on, after he commits suicide, remember those spoilers we had, after he commits suicide and is resurrected, they, he's back there and he says, oh, you know, how long to we're out of here? And the Johansson says, we're out in five hours. Because that would be bad. He was told there's eight hours to extraction, yeah. five hours, yeah, okay, about three hours of pissing around. Yeah, No, five minutes. Yeah. And so you're going, okay, so you've just lost seven hours. Yes. Or, or or thereabouts, So eight, seven, eight hours, somewhere in there you've lost, which makes you think, how long did he spend in this fight? Yeah. And the conversation, which is like flashing. Yeah. Because yeah, cause then he would smash Huntington down and like get him up against the rail. Yeah. And then you get this sort of cut flash. Suddenly Huntington would be up, fighting him back as if mm. nothing throwing had happened. Throwing him over the rail. And it wasn't until finally he, he wraps a cord around his neck and chokes him and then does the classic yeah. neck, break neck break action, which... I'm not convinced is a real thing. I've been to a chiropractor <laughs> and they do that to you. Yeah, yeah. I've never once died. Yeah. Or have I? Mm. Maybe he's just a really good chiropractor. I don't yeah, that's right. Know. Who knows? But yeah, yeah so he, fight, he fights It finally does it overcome him and strangle him to death, which is... Um, Pretty unpleasant. gruesome death. Pretty gruesome. Yeah. Kills him, leaves him in the water. He floats about for a bit and then he crawls out. Uh you know, and, and, and he's got
1: the photo of the wife.
0: Photo of the wife that sort of sustains him a bit and it yeah. clearly gives him his uh this is your 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 B story giving inspiration for the ending. Yeah. And then he, he sets up a recording on a loop. Yeah. And he does this little monologue which is which is really cool. I yeah. loved this this whole thing there, which is like I it's basically exposition saying here's the theme of the story. Recounted in another way, yeah. Where he's talking about these these aliens, says, "I know you can hear me, and you've lost, you found all the bad things out of humans, but you could have done, you could have equally have taken any of their parts. You could have yeah. taken the good parts. We could have grown up together. We could have talked. We could have, yeah. we could have become more than what we are, each of us, you know. And it's almost a, a Star Trek moment where Jean Luc Picard gives some sort of rousing speech about how it thinks. Yeah. But yeah, and he says, yeah, you have you're basically Screwed the pooch. You, fa- you, you, you failed. You brought yeah. out the bad parts. Yep, and it's just you failed. You yeah, had, that, I and, mean,
1: and essentially that's what he's saying in that speech that you know you 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 focused on the worst parts of humans instead of the better parts. Uh, and and know? also
0: the present. You you're only ever thinking about now. Yeah, it's selfish and short sighted. Yeah, which I, I Again, quite like because we we know life. that really this monologue is kind of berating humans in general. Yeah. and other yeah other things. And I think there's there's a very strong religious theme through here too. Never is uh, no there's no characters with God beliefs. No one no. brings up you know, unlike Event Horizon where there's there's or, it actually does yeah, obviously goes religious. Yeah, there's even cathedral shaped doorways yeah, and stuff yeah. and and crosses and crucifixes. No, none of that. But nonetheless, this this whole journey is kind of a, a religious journey of of trials and tribulations. You know there's... Uh, you know the the worst, worst parts, the temptations, the the yeah. harrowings, or uh, whatever, and then of course at the very end we get a, a sacrifice, yeah. saying and you know hey you Romans you've 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 missed the point, yep. uh, as it were, and then resurrection, resurrection, yeah. And in fact, someone even says the word resurrected. It's just very quickly cut in there. Yeah, resurrected, and you can so that- you can't say the word resurrection. Or resurrected without yeah, meaning without to induce religious thought. Yeah, But the really good thing was here, like much like Luke Spark in Occupation, he brought up the whole um, you know, colonialism, didn't bother harping on about it. It's just like, hey, I'm aware of this. Yep. And it's something for you to think about. And maybe this will promote some discussion. And this as well is like they use the word resurrection, I'm pretty sure just so it's like yep, there's religion possibility here, something for you to think about. Uh, Is this, you know, man overcoming temptation of the devil? Or is this, uh, I was looking at more as the alien force was like God, because it's it's life creating. It's bringing about life and and creation in that sense. But it's, you know, and this is kind of man saying, hey, God, you're you're looking at all the bad stuff. Yeah, You're only looking at right now. You're bringing your flood, you're bringing your plagues. You know, and you're not seeing the bigger picture. Yeah. And you've lost. And so, yeah, he slashes open his wrist the correct way as well, I know. So he doesn't do across the no. wrist. As we all, we all know by now, we've seen enough movies and so forth. Like yeah, that. you go cross. across. Is, yeah, across your wrist just cuts your tendons and is a cry for help. Up your arm, you mean business. Yeah. And that's what he it did is this pool of blood and these repeating message going on saying you failed and yeah. all the rest of it. And this was just so cool the way it all just flowed down. And so, again, I was thinking back to the first scene. So, everyone has died. Yeah. I'm interested to see how they're going to pull this out. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, how well. And they pulled it off well. Yeah, they did. Because the slime came down and kind of went on people. Yeah. And the blood reversed direction and came back up. And, yeah, sure enough. The slime multiplied. and wakes up. And there's the blood's all dried. Everything's um, dried up other Philippa, Morgan. Lieutenant Philippa, is like, yeah, the clothes are still all messed up and it's, it's yeah. like it's blood clean off the face. And, and Morgan's come out and, and uh, Claire is, yeah, taking the last of the blood off her face. And uh, Johansson's like looking at the the cut slash in his shirt, going, yeah. yeah, you can see everyone's confused. So they all remember, either remember it totally or they just sort of remember parts and they all come out and they look, i think they look a bit sheepish at each other like what 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 was that all about like yeah, and, i killed you <laughs> and everyone's kind of cool with carmichael because yeah. they were all suspicious of him at first and now they're all kind of nice work man like, yeah thanks um they kind of i think they kind of recognize that he did get them break, brought back to life
1: yeah i mean it's as i said before it's not completely spelled out whether they know exactly what happened or whether they had have these like weird memories or they just it's like hungover. She, she even yeah, says she, that. One of them says, like, century. I've got the worst hangover of the century. You know, like, are they just all a bit disorientated with weird Is like a weird memory of it a big night
0: afterwards where you're kind of going, I, we, did we go to that pub was that last night yeah, or was yeah. that a previous time or did i just did you put a that? gun
1: to my head at some point oh and the answer is always yes <laughs> yeah yeah. Yes. Like, yeah and we were arguing and then we ended up in the medic we ended up in the hospital <laughs> yeah so
0: what what happened there i was like there's something about jelly beans i can't remember what that was
1: <laughs> You know, like and it, it, it was you know like it's, it's not exactly spelled out whether that's the case or whether they actually are like yeah sorry whoops i did stab you in the head the sorry. really
0: <laughs> the really nice bit i think which for me brought this all together a bit was just as they're they're standing around waiting to um, Be extracted. rip out, slipstream out, and Carmichael Michael looks up and he sees yeah,
1: these that's a nice watery moment. figures yeah.
0: sort of come out humanoid goop yeah, and that one of them has the, the photo, photo which is yeah. I guess is the symbol of this is the hope and the love yeah. and the family and the commitment and and the loyalty and you know yeah. the, some of the good we're picking features. this moment yeah, and he he holds that and you see Carmichael... Michael. He's kind of like, yeah, okay, good. I'm glad you've got that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would have liked to keep the photo, but he's and it, it's a very short moment, it's only a few yeah. seconds long, where he sees these these figures hold it. But that's that moment of hope, I think. Where you go, yeah, okay, hey, they've kind of they they were kind of moved, yeah, and they've, they've lost many hours. We don't know how long any part of that worked, but there's about eight hours that this conversation. Meeting Claire, fight, resurrection occurred yeah. within, and yeah, you got that feeling that okay, these aliens are very that they have evolved. They're, it's still a tremendously dangerous place, and we should never go here again, which is what Johansson says. Yes, we're, we're never come back here. And and they they flash back, and then we get a scene from the start again, where the yeah, big question, sort of question, hostile
1: yelling and screaming. Slowly,
0: each person gets cleared, cleared, yeah. cleared, So it's Carmichael there. And we know he's he's gonna be the, the troublesome one because he was he was the longest survivor there, but he was also the last one. Yeah. And did he
1: And did he, is he him or is he actually yeah, an alien? Is yeah, he an I'm alien? Still doubting it. Him, yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and then you finally the tension builds, builds, builds builds, finally he's like, No, he's cleared. Yeah. And you wonder, I was wondering, is this gonna be one of the movies where it sort of ends with him? You know, turn the camera and go, bah, yeah. and something happens and then it goes, cuts to <laughs> or black. Or that
1: turn and his hand is watery, you know. Yeah, like, it
0: cuts to black, you know, and yeah. you're left. But no, he's cleared. And then he goes yeah. home to his wife. You're still not sure of what the the, the repercussions of this is going yeah. to be, but it it ended on a hopeful note and yes. they could easily have left it on a horror note. Yeah. And, and I, think, I, think, I appreciate and that, that.
1: I think that's my, you know, going back to warning and hope, like the part that is hope is basically that the aliens do get stirred by his emotional speech to the point mm. of like, oh, maybe we have picked the wrong side. These guys will bring them back to life or we'll resurrect them and we will take on the better side of humanity. Yeah, we'll, we'll you give know? the other side a shot. Yeah, we'll give the other shot the side a shot, you know, and, and mm. obviously as a more evolved species. And, I mean, I did write down like ghost like alien, like you just saying that religious side, yeah, they're not, maybe this is a an example of, uh, you know, they are aliens, but maybe it is more connecting to God, you know, like mm. that they are, in fact, like angels or spirits or something, well, you know, it, like otherworldly yeah, that otherworldly. world. that you said,
0: it, it almost reversed it because, yeah, the whole thing in the Bible, the Christian Bible, is it, God yeah. made humanity in his own image. Yeah. And so you're thinking, hang on, these aliens made themselves from man's image. Man's image, yeah. So who's yeah. who's the God here? Is Carmichael, you know, he committed... He, sacrificed himself he's yeah. resurrected yeah and now these guys are in his image yeah. you know it sort of it's it's and that's Full what circle. i really like about this because <laughs> none of that there is no if they had thrown one of these people in here to be a religious preachery type yeah. person they just would have been over the top yeah but it was just if if you weren't looking for anything you would just go oh, okay that's kind of freaky but you know, I was sort of really thinking about. I was really quite moved to philosophy mm. by the way that the cuts, editing, and the, the discussion about what is life. It's a choice, and you know, then he's a final speech, and then that final word. I was wondering, is he, you know, is this going towards a bit of a religious flavor? Is that being thrown in there? And then someone used the word resurrection, and I went, yeah. okay, this is he's definitely. That's one of the thoughts that needs to be there. Yeah. And that's why I, I really like this film. And I think if the right people got to see this, this would become a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's well put together. Yep. The costumes, the, the special effects, the, the acting, sets. the sets, the, the dialogue. It's just, it's really good. There are a couple of bits where maybe some of the editing could have been um, less jumpy. Like, there's one or two scenes that sort of jumped a bit too much for me, but then, I, I don't know, maybe maybe it didn't. Maybe that's what it's meant to be. So, it's, you know, it's not really a, a, a criticism so much as just, a, um, I, I was getting a bit too much of it. going uh, to have seizures from the... <laughs> no. But, yeah, and, and so, as a result, yeah, this this movie is is moved right up there, and I... Uh, I'm still talking about it, still thinking about it. It's up there with a lot of these other films like um, like Pitch Black where I still have these, you know, Pitch Black sort of touched on a on – a, uh, it went from this sort of action horror science fiction but it also had a bit of a philosophical bit in there about what is redemption, what is good, what is evil. Yeah. And... Um, let me think. What are some of these other movies we've had uh, like this as well? The Beyond also, the Beyond, cut, yeah. you know, touched a bit on this. Some of these heavy and Tao things as and well, Tao, again, you know, like talking about that yeah. technology I and mean, even um... and there, there was even that that touch in in the occupation, yeah. with the colonization, yeah, that's right, and you know that the fact that those aliens, yeah, they were coming down there with loved ones, yes, they weren't just soldiers come to a thing, um, you know, but yeah, and these sorts of elements in science fiction, that's just. Poor fires, yeah. Out.
1: I mean, it's not just a creature in the dark, you know. Yeah. Is it? It's it's something that's much more substance,
0: which is very it. good too. Let's, yeah, let's not yeah. There's nothing that, wrong but... with
1: the creature in the dark, but there's more substance to this idea, you know. That there's a little bit more like it's touching on evolution and possibly God and possibly you know, uh, you know, humanity versus you know the dark side of humanity. Do you and you could
0: make of... a series out of this. You like, could easily by having yeah. that slipstream, You've introduced world, this world building, yeah. You know. You could, you know, like Stargate Yeah, was the same Was similar well. where they had this this portal that allowed them to go anywhere yeah. in the universe, sort of thing. Like, like Doctor Who with his tards yeah, could just right. turn up anywhere. Yeah, that's right. You can go and anywhere so at any Any sort of science fiction scenario you want to pit them against, you could mm, definitely uh, with this backdrop of, uh, you know, this alien proto goo. Yeah. Perhaps they come across other inter- Yeah, but anyway, that's that's so the You've
1: really talked that up a lot of positives. Is it gonna go high up on your ladder? Again, I mean our ladder idea is like maybe a viewing uh, experience for an audience. If you come across and have a look at our ladder, you could start at the bottom and watch that film all the way up to the top, and it'd be a good real sort of immersive experience into like science yeah. fiction story and learning what I'd about the genre.
0: Is, is interleave some of the classics because every fifth episode we do a classic. We do, and I think, I think I, I would very much like to put together a yeah you know, my playlist if you like. Yeah, that's right. The Interspersing, playlist. so you can't just go in cold to two thousand and one. No, because it can be a bit heavy. And if you, but you know, you could go on something a bit lighter. You could go in with uh, Predator or Demolition Man, and yeah, because that that's introduces a bit of uh, a, a bit of. Insight with some humor yeah. and action, uh, yeah. But this one here, definitely, in the, up up in the top there. It's above Tau. Sorry, yep. I, AI computers becoming human. I do love them, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's up there it's above Tau. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, for
1: me, it, I reckon it, it's coming in, kind of in that, probably in the top five. I reckon no, on yeah. my on my one again. Not saying that number one is the best ever film. I think I've got Oblivion up the top of mine, but. It's just saying that that would be a good viewing playlist. I like the word playlist mm-hmm. actually. Now that you've said that, but and for me, I I think on my ladder would be like starting actually at the bottom rung. Like you'll yeah, climb up the ladder, yeah. so start with that one and work and work and way up your top. And I do like this idea of maybe mingling in the the classic. But for me, it's also like well, then you could also look at the classics. I would start at that bottom one and work my way up. Um, but yeah, the the for this particular one, Infinity, I, I was. I didn't know anything about this, which quite a, it is quite often the case. Like some of these films you and I have seen before. We might have seen them years ago or we've seen them, you know, in our own time. And then now we're watching them for Space Brains. But um, I didn't really know anything about this film. And uh, again, it was one of these like surprise. Oh, this is another Australian science fiction. And it's a couple of years old now, five years. Um, but it's a, and it's readily available on Netflix. So anyone can have a look at it. And it really stands up you know like mm. I mean like I, I was very impressed with a lot of the cinematic um, features of this film the storytelling the editing um, really stood out to me so yeah I put it I, I for me it's coming in kind of in my like in those top five um, rungs yeah. so check out our um we probably need to do a little bit of a revision and put it on our socials I, we've I think- got it on our websites but we probably need to Put together so it's on the socials as well. Sorry, maybe
0: like episode fifty, we'll do like a special where yeah. we'll recap over this ladder, and like we'll do all the classic, but we'll also have a little section where we'll recap over the ladder and put it into our playlist order of like, yeah, this is going to introduce you into science fiction um, gently, yeah, and then you work your way through some of the deeper themes yeah, and yeah. some of the zania action and science concepts. Yes. So you're not. You're not coming straight in on, on, like I said, you don't come straight okay. in on 2001 or yeah. the beyond yeah. where you're hit, bam, here's a whole bunch of science and science fiction. Yeah. You can start off with, with a bit lighter pace, something introducing your way in there. And I build think up, so. Build up to some of these bigger ideas yeah. and, and concepts and things. It's just, uh, yeah. I yeah, just...
1: I, yeah well, we'll need to put that, a bit more of that together, I think. So what about the science in this? I mean, are you going to talk about how slipstreaming is Readily available on your laptop?
0: No, I told you it's my next computer. Oh, coming. it's the next one's coming. Oh. Yes, my laptop's five years old, which oh. is the <laughs> same vintage as this movie. I but no, no, this whole idea of life coming from outer space yeah. and evolution being helped along yeah, is not, you know, it's not a fantasy. No. <laughs> but, but it's not. Uh, so there's been... Yeah, a number of thoughts. So, for example, when Earth is formed, the Earth was formed, planets in general, you've got this, we've got a second generation star. It's not the first star. Our first star blew up or didn't exist or we weren't there, whatever you want to say. But the point is that the Earth started coalescing out of garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Sorry, all you astronomers out there. <laughs> Rock and so forth. Yeah. Uh, material from other exploded stars, basically. Everything had right. to have come from the fusion furnaces of gigantic stars. Bigger stars than what we've got. The The sun being this orangey, almost red color, it peaks at iron on the periodic table. So anything more dense than iron. So you're, you're talking like all the way up to uranium. Yep. Our sun cannot produce uranium. Like, right. So any uranium in the Earth's crust has come from... Well. Interstellar reaches, yeah. like gigantic, collapsed, giant stars. Yeah. That sort of thing. So the planets will form and we get this boiling hot uh, ball because when it all crushes together, there's a huge amount of, of force. And for, the, for millions of years, possibly what well, the Earth's been around for for a couple of billion years or something, maybe in most of that time, the Earth was totally uninhabitable by life. Yeah. It was a hot, cooked, dry rock. Water obviously can't exist in that situation. So it had to be delivered after the Earth cooled enough for liquid water to remain right. or ice to be, remain, yeah. whichever way you look at it, but probably liquid water. So that all that's, comes from flying comets. Hmm. So the building blocks of life to start on Earth did come from interstellar debris. Right. After Earth formed as a rocky mass, we must have then gotten... Um, these these chemicals, and we have found in comets and and asteroids, yep, basic organic compounds like aldehydes and so forth, which, given the right conditions, could combine to form uh, life or life like chemicals materials. Right. Yeah, yeah. So so this is not an outrageous thing. So the idea that there's a whole planet that is just this protoplasmic goo, it kind of you know um, rings true on that on that idea of of maybe something landed on a planet and it you know uh, have you heard of the grey goo theory of nano machines no no okay well so there's there's thing you imagine if you could make uh, a nano robot like a yeah a robot that's smaller than a grain of sand type thing yeah capable of breaking down material and constructing additional copies of itself to continue its work yeah uh, right so that would be a seemingly sensible thing to make your nanobots able to do because there'd be an attrition as they do their stuff they would break down they would need to be able to repair themselves yeah but what if that got out of control and it just it would just take anything it touched it would break it down into its components and rebuild it as another little copy of itself which would break down whatever it touched into components <laughs> and you end up basically your planet will become this gray goop which is just all nano machines that is broken down Everything and turn yeah. into nano machines, yeah. which then just continuously break each other down to turn into more. Like it's just, yeah. it's a grey goop. It's an en- endless loop of. And that's what I think. I think this this planet here is the biological equivalent of that, yeah. where some sort of um, you know proto biology arrived on a planet and began replicating, sort of in an uncontrolled way, and the entire planet has become this goop. Yeah. And. You imagine then, let's say, some of this proto-goop that landed on that planet and that landed on Earth, but it, it evolved slightly differently and became us. Yeah. Know, and, and all of our life. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a crazy idea, but here is a crazy idea, but I'm going to present it as possible, even though mm. it's a crazy idea. But uh-huh. Anyway, yeah, so 2018, we've got this idea that not only did life get seeded here from other planets, but entirely possible that octopus uh, were brought here, the aliens, brought here as frozen, fertilized eggs on board a comet. Mm. And there's this thing called the Cambrian Explosion. About 540 million years ago is the sudden, massive number of observable... um, Fossils and uh, the, the traces of life in our, you know, planetary record. Yeah, it's like it, it was nothing, 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 nothing. Suddenly, Bam. Huge diversity of life, and there's a lot of speculation about what this could be. I and mean, a lot of it comes down to the fact that 540 million. When they say 540 million years ago, it's not like you know Tuesday the second of October, <laughs> 540 million BC. Yeah, yeah. It's it's over a course of millions of years yeah. still. Yeah, and we ca- I don't think we can really comprehend how long 540 million years is. In fact, it's so long that there could have been several highly advanced, intelligent, technological civilizations on this planet before us, yeah. and we would have no trace of them. Yeah. That's how long it would be. That's another story for another yes, time. That's it true. certainly is. It's very interesting. But, but this one here, the idea is that there's this, this big explosion, of massive diversity of life. Octopus came into that uh, about 100 135 million years post that mm-hmm. and their DNA shows such um, incredible evolution they've, they've got some 33 the genome of an octopus shows a staggering level of complexity with 33,000 protein coding genes more than is present in Homo sapiens mm. so they they demonstrate a greater level of um, useful evolution than Mm. humans and that often often we get confused by this term more evolutionary advance but in terms of biology what it's saying is there's more goop in the alien uh, sorry in the octopus DNA that is not harmful to them and in fact helps them than there is in humans And humans we think we're we're like the top that's So there's this idea then. Okay, so if the octopus also then has these evolutionary traits of, you know, shape changing and color changing, its eyes operate differently. The eyes, their eyes, um, independently evolve. So you know, there's that creation theory, creationist theory, where the eye is such a perfect thing. It couldn't. It's actually evolved about three or four times. The octopus is one of them, and it has a unique eye set still, even though our eyes that we have. And cow, our eyes and so forth, are the predominant ones these days. Mm. Uh, they've also got a, a lot of intelligence. They only live six months to like two years or something. The longest yeah. living species lives five years, yeah. and yet they are able to perform, uh, you know, great feats of relative intelligence. I say mm. relative intelligence; they're not writing Shakespeare. They've got a year to live, so you know, mm-hmm. they don't have time to formulate a novel or a screenplay. As we know, that takes more than a year. That's certainly from birth to death, you know, you've got a bit of time there. But the, yeah, they yet they are able to, you know, unlock puzzles, open jars. There was a case, you know, they're finding Dory, you know, finding Nemo number two, where there's that octopus that walks around in the lab as based off a real story where an octopus was in the quarantine lab with fish and they're coming in and these rare fish that they were quarantining before they could put into the aquarium were starting to go missing and they thought someone was stealing them because they're very valuable and they're rare and so they put up security cameras and they caught the octopus climbing out of its tank going over plucking fish out of that tank and <laughs> eating them and then climbing back into its tank it's like what the hell So, and, and this is a creature as I said it lives for maybe six months to a year and yet it's, you know, it's got multiple hearts and it regrows limbs. It's It has all of these uh, adaptations which don't appear. You know, the, the time scale which they evolved is unprecedented and they don't appear in that combination in any other prior form. So there's this, this idea then that they are a... um And an, introduced that they've already evolved before they arrived to Earth and then continued from here and one of the ways would be frozen eggs the other way was a retrovirus into uh, earthly squids yeah which would then mutate like this goop in this movie a squid into an octopus which yeah squid are not intelligent like octopus octopus are really very clever and capable and have a lot of skills that some cuttlefish have, some squid have, but the octopus has the, has the whole package. Has the whole package, yeah. Yeah. Those big bulbous heads and the funny weird snorkels. That's, and they they look alien as well because they've, they've radial symmetry with no bones, no endo or exoskeleton. They've got like a beak, but yeah, they're, they're wacky, wacky creatures. Yeah. But of course, all of that has sort of somewhat been discredited as being, you know, we've mapped out the genome of an octopus and it's entirely possible. All of it is possible to be done here on earth and we are yeah. still talking about 135 million years during which it so yeah still a fair but it's in, but it is something by. that a, a fair number of people sort of speculated on and, and, yeah. and it does raise this interesting idea that could uh, a a retrovirus come down and, and mutate and evolve people yeah and a, a retrovirus as opposed to a non-retrovirus, the virus gets into your cell and replicates itself and that's what causes disease. Yep. A retrovirus replicates itself by injecting a portion of its own DNA replicating coding into the cell's DNA yeah. rather than just having you know, loose bits of RNA to encode new copies of itself. It actually modifies the DNA. So if you were to get a an embryo, which is just like a couple of cells and infect it with a retrovirus, then every cell in that Resulting body, assuming they didn't die of AIDS, would, which is a retrovirus, <laughs> which is why I said that, uh, would have that virus encoded in its very DNA, yeah. and that's how you know, there's there's a number of um, therapies they're trying to make where they they basically modify your DNA to get rid of congenital issues uh, like anemia, like, like um, uh, what's that one uh, that's, that that's leukemia? That's well, not anemia, leukemia. So sickle cell leukemia. Yeah? yeah, that's yeah. So like, if you could introduce a virus into your bones that stopped making the sickle cell uh, platelets, then you'd be sweet. Yeah. But anyway, so so yeah, this this whole idea. Because I was thinking of that when they had this this ball of goop, and I love the idea. That the whole planet was a ball of goop, a ball yeah. of goop, and it was just this um, yeah, this this organic material that had just taken over and, and multiplied. Uh, because yeah, people have thought have put forward these sorts of theories as possible origins of various life because octopus is very strange. Yes, it is. So that's where I was going with all that. And, I, and my wife watched my octopus teacher.
1: Yeah, I watched. Obviously. Which yeah. is what
0: actually alighted me to the actual lifespan of octopus. Yeah. Because when she said, oh, it only lives for a year, and I went, that sounds a bit weird. I, yeah. I would have thought maybe... 10 years, like, because some fish live 80, 100 years. Yeah, you know? yeah. Lobsters can live, you know, I think yeah. they found a lobster out near New Zealand that's 180 years old or something yeah. crazy. Well, like, when we you did... You just break off its tail and count its yes.
1: <laughs> When we did the lobster, you know, that was something we found out. Like, they just can grow and grow and grow, technically. Yeah, yeah, like, it's,
0: it's unknown, unclear yeah, exactly. what the maximum How... lifespan of a lobster yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but, yeah, yep, I looked it up and confirmed it. There's a, a species of giant octopus that lives for up to five years. Yeah. Uh, but they, almost all of them, except for like one species, breeds once, mates one time, yep. and dies.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, that movie you're talking about. Yeah. That's what happens to that. Octopus, yes, yes. You know, and I, I've chosen
0: not to watch it because my wife cried just talking about it. And I, went, I don't know if I like. I think I've learnt all I need out of that. So. I...
1: It's it's a very nice documentary in that it's not just. It's actually about the man what the man goes through and he's a filmmaker and the fact that he had a bit of a moment in his life where everything went pear-shaped and then he went back to the ocean because that was his kind of calm in space and he discovers this octopus. Mm. But, yeah, I was, shocked, I was shocked on a couple of those things, like the fact that he says that, like the lifespan is up to 12 months and uh, and then it's um, it, it breeds and has all these babies and most of the babies don't make it. Because they're just little tiny eggs, yeah. and so everything eats them, and then maybe one or two does that. Um, but even in that film, like you said, the 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 octopus, you know, in the lab, that's what that octopus also does. Because he goes diving at night because he wants to know how, how does it get away from all the sharp predators, and it goes into the shallows, and it's basically on top of the rocks, yeah. like it's out of the water, and he's like, isn't that incredible? Like so when it's night time and the sharks are, like, ready to eat it, it, it goes, no, oh, no, stuff you, I'm just going to climb up out of the water onto the rocks <laughs> and just kind of, like, hover in the waves so it gets enough water to survive. It's like, wow, like this is this is an incredible creature, you know? Yeah, it's amazing. You know, like And and that's what that film also shows you, is some of the hunting things that the sharks do and what it does to kind of repel that, you know, and in it, different it ways. And it loses
0: an arm, as I understand it. Really it does, grows, yeah, it. yeah, yeah.
1: That's very sad, yeah, so I can understand you.
0: But except yeah. my son watched it, and at that scene, uh, yeah, again, my wife was crying again. Yeah, yeah. I think my she's wife She's a sensitive cried. soul, and and my son Elliot is eight years old. He just says, "Don't worry, Mum. He'll grow back." <laughs> he says, "How do you know that?" He says, Octopus can regrow their arms." Yeah, that's right. And so he wasn't phased at all. He's just like, "Oh, nah. he'll, he'll regrow it. Just it's plain and simple." Yep. Yeah. So anyway, you know, there we go. So It was just just wonderful, and um, I, I'm going to leave it over to you now. So I think I've Demonstrated my excitement on grey goo and <laughs> proto or primordial ooze and all things like that. Yeah, well,
1: look, I, I won't, as normal, I won't take too long on the technicalities. I think a lot of this we've actually touched on a bit more tonight in details we've gone through, which has been a bit better. But um, yeah, I liked the tight cinematography of this. So, really tight shots. We're in on the face. There's lots of kind of camera movement with it. There's also what we've been talking about those homages to Alien to 2001. I mean, the 2001 reference is so clear when you've, like you and I only watched it, that, you know, like literally Huntington sort of walks down and it's a bit disorientated and the camera just totally rotates He's he's got his hands above his head. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, is he
0: walking on his hands? And it's like, yeah. and I saw that and I went, having seen 2001 now, I said, wait, that's 2001. And and it's doing it for a similar effect of introducing us to an alien environment. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you thought you knew gravity? Think again. Yes,
1: that's right. So that was really clever. Um, There's also like, yeah, really nice, so super close that there's that real blur factor going on um, with uh, wit. There's quite a few moments where right in on his eye, even like, you know, his nose and mouth is just really out of of blur and depth, which I liked. Um, uh, The sound as well, like I thought that that use of, the creepy voiceovers, you know, added to that disorientation. Like I was talking, joked a bit about Hemsworth, when Hemsworth hunts wit, like it's very, you know, he's in the vent and he's hearing those voices, but he's trying to sort of shake himself sober again. But the voice has really played a, a key part in the mystery and the suspense of that, and I really liked that.
0: And, and I liked it when we got shots of the other characters saying things, mm. But it was Carmichael's voice, yes, that was saying the words. So, yep. yeah, which really got that whole, uh, it, like, yeah. like they're all connected. They're, they're, yeah, it, yeah. It was the alien had them, and and the alien, and I think it's like the alien could hear them. <laughs> yeah, because it was all of them. You know. Well,
1: to be honest, Sorry, I actually was thinking at some point there he's going to realise that they're kind of all connected or something. Like there'd be some sort of like, you know, communal consciousness mm. in a way. And um in fact, my, that was my thinking towards the end of the film is how he was going to get out of it was the fact that he could like actually maybe connect into their brain, like everyone's brain, and he'd be able to see some sort of cure or some sort of, or speak with them or see, you know what I mean? Like there'd be some sort of connection that way through the brain, not even though he's dying, like there'd be some sort of connection that way, but it, it, they went a different angle, which was fine. But I, I liked that voiceover. Um, yeah, the music, we had lots of that real tonal, orchestral. We didn't really have any pop songs or, you know, any current music that, that connects to a moment, but it was all created and very high-end orchestral, tonal, moody to increase that suspense. Like that was all really important. Um, and probably the other thing which we've talked a fair bit about was just the editing. I just think the editing was really outstanding in this. That it was, it was, it progressively. You said maybe it got a bit too much, and and sometimes it does. I didn't really feel that, but I did think that you know it progressively got first, progressively got more and more disorientating mm. for us as the audience, and also for the characters. Um, until until we get to that point, like Huntington and him. You know they have that medic conversation, and they're like in each other's faces, and a gun to their head, and then they're talking, and they're laughing, and then one standing. And like they were just going in circles, as you said. Like the analogy is like being drunk as a as a university student and having a conversation. It's very true that kind of we're so. so and it, it does connect to time as well because those nights either went on forever, didn't they? Or they went by in a blip and you were like, what happened last yeah, night? The <laughs> sun comes up and you're <laughs> so, like, Is you she already? Wow. Is it already? I mean like haven't we just started? You know? So um yeah I liked that and it, it did progressively get worse and worse. Like I remember the first bit with Wit, like there's a there's a moment that he walks down the corridor and he sort of stops and shakes and as I said, just cuts him from like the left side of the, the screen and then all of a sudden he's on the right side. So it's kinda of like, oh like that's impossible. So the, he's lost a fragment of time, hasn't he? Yeah. Because he's like probably moved across, but they've just cut out the boring bit. They've cut out the middle bit, but and that's what his experience of the world is. And then as the film goes on, that gets worse and worse. There's a moment where he's got like he's standing there, and there's more than one of him all around him. Yeah, you know, there's multiples, and they're all reacting and talking and doing, and then he kind of like pulls himself back. Um, so it kind of gets worse and worse as the film goes on so just that idea of cutting time rather than just being a pure logical narrative structure we have these moments where it's all time is interspersed onto each other and even the whole film does it because at the start we have them really at the end don't we yes bookends you know like we do and even then in the next scene like we detailed before wit is like in the locker room but then he actually thinks back to the probably saying goodbye to his wife and then we come, you know, we're cutting in between all of that, aren't we? So we're yeah. constantly throughout this film, time is kind of disorientated. So I really, I really liked that. I thought it was really great. Like I That's haven't good. probably. It's, it's quite
0: unique. I haven't seen yeah. that, that level of, uh, that, that you said, because I've seen obviously time cuts before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, Drew Casson did it. In yes, his he did. Yeah, like yeah. A, but that was more of a youtube type time cut yeah. effect. This one here was a psychological time it cut. was totally somehow yeah, yeah. It, it portrayed that it wasn't it wasn't just oh we're skipping forward to the more interesting part. the next interesting mm. thing, which is what YouTube does. it was like you, yeah, we're just here is something else that happened, yeah, but neither you nor the character know when it happened no, no, it, it must be sometime around the, around the yeah. same time because he's in the same room, but who knows you know?
1: yeah yeah and, and 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 you know the thing with that is like. Yeah, it's not just the YouTube effect, it's it's a symbolic effect. Mm. Like, we, in as the character, they really are pulling us in to feel that feeling that he's feeling, you know? Because he's constantly, once he's infected, he's constantly, like, shaking himself, you know, trying to, like, clear himself. Yeah, he's
0: it? like a little weird noise. Yeah,
1: so it's it's, it's that constant, like... You know, that feeling you can't shake off the fact that you're maybe sick, you know, like yeah. you want to get rid of it, but you can't get rid of it, you know. So, yeah, I thought that was really fantastic. So, look, this is Infinity is a great film and and probably to bring it full circle, there is the whole point of this film, I think, is about, you know, like what is life, the value of life, you know, who who is valuable, Whose life is valuable, you know, and, and we see that. Of life and what parts of value? Like at the end of the day, this alien species is just a goo, but it's a you know like highly evolutionized goo that can infect us as humans and send us batshit crazy. But it could also, which the film details, actually like take a part of us and kind of almost create that into a whole new species, I suppose. Mm. So it's very powerful. We have Wit who. Is um, doing the whole mission because he's got a pregnant wife, you know. So the life of his child. We have the other, we have the other two. Claire and uh, Morgan are having a baby as well, and she's kind of saying we shouldn't be bringing a baby into this world. Like, why should we bring life? Like, bring life into this world? Uh, Wit at the end is, is says to them. Means he's of
0: course with his. Daughter, With his daughter, like that, he's trying to keep promises to keep and, promises and he to, involved
1: yeah. in. And uh, Huntington as well says to him, "You, like, oh, yeah, I, I get it. You would kill everyone to save yourself, but you did kill everyone to save yourself. Yes. Like, are you just selfish, or are you actually doing the benefit of the human race, like by saving the same person? You know, so it's like a real debate, isn't it? Is one one life?" Like you're you're saving yourself because you've got a wife and pregnant back home. Well someone here's probably got a wife mm-hmm. and baby back home and you just killed them. You know, so it's like that kind of questioning of life, isn't it? Yeah. But let us know if we're totally wrong. What you think is the social commentary of Infinity.
0: Yeah. Did did you get any sort of religious vibe or just philosophical vibe or science vibe? Did you like, <laughs> like a bit of the, the biology going yep. on here? What's What's up? The story. You can get get on us. Uh, yeah, through just, let's say space brains at gravityundone If you want to email us, you could do it at um, space brains podcast, Facebook, Instagram. Get a Gravy undone Twitter or something. You could look up Mark Regan filmmaker website. Yeah. You can get a link there or something. If you yes, want. you can. Like, I'm sure. Like. If you can't get a hold of us, you don't know how to use the internet and you weren't listening to us in the first place. So if you listen to us, you know how to get a hold of us. Yes, definitely. Let us know.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I think on the next episode, Surrey, we should do, because you mentioned that you've never
0: seen Surrogate. Surrogates with uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis? I have not seen surrogates. Let's do Surrogate. Surrogates. The uh, movie? We, uh... The
1: movie, yeah. <laughs> the movie. The science fiction movie. Science okay. fiction movie. Sorry, yeah, it's a science fiction movie. I have some fond memories of *Sorry*, So I haven't seen it in a long time now, but I reckon that should be our next one. And who does not like Bruce Willis? I mean, come on. Don't and man. the Australian actress Rada Mitchell. Anyway, so check that out if you want to check it out in advance. So then you can come back and just we don't have, you don't have to listen to us keep saying spoiler, 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 and you can follow along on our next episode. See ya. Bye.